welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Harvey. I'm Sean. I'm Steve. And I'm Thomas. All right. Uh, this week we got a review of Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi. Um, I believe we have a uh, topic later on in the show. It's a uh, best foreign world or best alien world. I think we got that courtesy of uh, Thomas Shomo. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking out of this world, and I was just like, okay, it's a good topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we're also going to be talking about some stuff we uh, watched during the week. Uh, so how was everyone's week? Sean, we'll uh, start with you. Since you've this, never first. I'm not used to going first since you're taking over the hosting today. But um, this week was pretty cool. Uh, I, I was digging the weather. I think it's finally winter, right? Yeah, it was like hot like the past few weeks, and now it's gotten fairly cold. It's still fall. Yeah. yeah. I do like today, though. It's raining a bit. Last week, we met up, it was raining. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, I like the rain. It's like a Sunday thing. Yeah. I was walking around the streets um, with my girlfriend, and I was like, wow, what a beautiful day. <laughs> and then she she said, I'm, I'm depressing because I like the rain and gray. Yeah, I do, too. I'm with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a good week. Um, not too much to talk about. Met up these guys. And it was and Halloween. Well. It was Halloween. Yeah, we didn't do much. Went to a bar, and then I went to a party. Um, I think I smoked a little bit of marijuana. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> <I> cut, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> yeah. I'll try. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good week. What about you, Steve? Uh, yeah, it was pretty chill. It was very fast. I didn't do anything. I wish I did something. Uh, yeah, just worked. Uh, went out for Halloween. Went to a bar, got some drinks, did some marijuanas. Uh, and oh, you, know, you don't care, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you're a big boy. Hey, my mom listens to this. Does she really? I don't know. No. <laughs> I can see like a single tear coming from her eye after she hears that. She's like, "My baby, <laughs> my boy, my baby." <laughs> no, but it's been a super chill week, and it's been a super chill weekend, which I like. Because last weekend I got way too drunk, and I had a really big hangover. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you coming into the house really late, and did I you, stumble in? Yeah, you stu- you literally stumbled in, and said he was like, "God damn it!" And you know it's bad when Harvey shakes his head in disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I was sober. You're like, <laughs> son, of a, "Son of a bitch!" He's like, "Oh, he's fucking up." I've been, I've been Wait, there. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> first of all, yeah. So it was it was way way milder, very mild. This that's I think this week's keyword or <laughs> word sure, to describe yeah, it. Yeah, I feel you. This week's uh, been mild life. Aspiration to yeah. be mild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at least this week is. Okay. How about you, Tom? Uh yeah. Halloween. I was like, wow, I'm in I'm in New York City for the first time for Halloween. Didn't do shit. And then uh I think I spent the rest of the week on Google Maps. And then mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> hey, you've been talking about Iceland a lot. What's the update on that? Are you going or you're not going? I don't know, man. I'm just pissed because like Japan's the same price. Iceland, you know, they, they nickel and dime you a little bit because they, you know, they have a very large tourism industry that isn't synonymous with their infrastructure. So nickel and diamond, but I don't know. I'm going to go somewhere. We'll do the podcast for another country next year. How about that? Oh, that'd be cool. Other than that, I watched some movies, <clears throat> watched uh, a lot of Thor. <laughs> yeah, so I'll get I, into I didn't. I didn't. And do you know what? I'm kind of glad I did. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, my week was uh, I don't know. I think it's about the same as yours, minus the marijuana. Um, liar, liar, I don't lie. <laughs> and um, I got it from you. 
Um, yeah. Uh, I've just been working a lot this week, working longer hours than usual, because uh, we released our game like on Monday. Are we gonna get free copies? Uh, it's a, it's already free. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, bro, you can get a free what's copy. It, what's it like. called? Uh, we can talk about that off the show. Um, I don't want to do any like cross promotion things. Oh, uh, because why? your company's not paying us. Yeah, we. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, and and we're, we're not, not getting paid. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you get any. paid, right? Uh, that's not well, true. They're probably we'll hey, they're talking about us for free. Let's keep yeah. this going. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fools. Yeah. So I've just been working a lot this week. Um, that's about it. Uh, you guys want to get into some movies? Uh, yeah, I guess. But before we jump into it, I got I got a um I read something interesting this morning. Uh, you might be interested, Steve. Oh. I read online that um, uh, Warner Brothers is pushing for a Lord of the Rings TV show. Yeah, that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. You don't think it could be possibly any good? I actually uh, think I might enjoy it more. Uh, first of all, you don't like TV. I know, but like I could consume that stuff in hour intervals. You don't even watch Game of Thrones. That's true, you're right. Yeah. Uh, this is why it's horrible because, you know, some franchises, they just need to kind of like slowly fade away into obscurity. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like look what happened when they try to keep Lord of the Rings going with The Hobbit. And we got, you know, at least we, two of the movies. And we got The play. Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. We got The Hobbit <laughs> trilogy. Uh, no, that's it's not something I really would want. Honestly, I kind of want mo- like new, like, new things i don't want same old rehashed i don't want like i don't know that does not appeal to me at all someone saying yeah if oh, i'm being honest i'm not on board either because like, what are they going to do the story about unless they're they're you know recasting like they don't include just, every- just, just wait they're doing like lord of the rings it's not like a spinoff where they talk about a different story it's just like it's, the same story it's unlikely that it will be about the fellowship um i think it's a continuation of what? Fucking Frodo left. I, don't no, know. I think I think it, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a prequel like a like the events that happened before The uh, Hobbit? Frodo. Yeah, before The Hobbit as well. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. I don't talk does, about Lord of the Rings. It doesn't matter because uh that's a TV show or a film podcast. We gr- talk about TV shows all the time. I talk about <laughs> TV shows all the time at my discretion. Yeah, like Terrace House. What a great show. Yeah. That I get one time talking about movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to uh, talk about their week in film? I uh, last week I actually just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, real quick. The, didn't Thomas lose? I did lose. Yeah, we're gonna okay. we're, we're gonna, gonna to get that. to that. Okay, but, okay. Uh, I, I almost trying, forgot. I was gonna let you guys know that um, last week I talked uh, about going to see all these movies in theaters. I only saw Thor in theater. <laughs> Same. Oh, I'll really? tell you why though. Why? One, I was busy. And two, those both of those films we talked about seeing are like they're really at like one inconvenient theater. They're actually Angelica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like one of them wasn't there. Oh, really? Yeah. Plus, I wanted to watch other stuff, and there's, there's only so much time in a fucking day. That makes sense. All right, so Shomo. <laughs> we always we always say we're gonna do shit whenever. Yeah, it's all uh, right. That's how Shomo lost the game last week. Uh, I believe Steve won, and Steve assigned him a, a Hitchcock movie, right? Alfred Hitchcock. Hmm. Rope. Rope. Did you watch it? First of all, did you watch it? Come on, uh, don't be ridiculous. I mean, right? not, I mean, it's, it's not. not re- it's not necessary to ask every time, right? I mean, with you, I feel like yeah, I have to. It's ask. within your. Uh, how, why yeah, with it, you, man? How, why with me? It's within your realm of. You character. didn't watch two movies once, but that yeah. was they were a two-parter, so it was different. <laughs> it still counts as two. No, it counts as one. 
All right, all right. I think right. I agree with Sean because you could have watched the first part. You could have watched the first at part. Least. <laughs> at least. No, I'm a completionist. I don't I don't watch one part. So you just decided just like, uh, you know, let's If I would have watched today. the first one, I wouldn't have got the full story. And then when I had to talk about it on the next episode, and that would have made my uh, my mini reviews taken up by one movie two weeks in a row. That's stupid. <laughs> so you should be glad I did it in one, in one week. Anyways. Rope. I watched Rope, 1948. Did I watch Rope? Yes, I did, Steve. Uh, 1948. You said you watched it, and then you questioned us if you watched it. <laughs> How dare you? And you're like, just wait, did I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so Rope, it's a like 1988 like B-movie horror from some director, right? Yeah. Wait, did I ro- watch the right one? Hold on. I'm just kidding. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> a horrible joke. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was rough, huh? Yeah, that was pretty rad. I'm I'm embarrassed for everyone in the room. You're gonna right put. Now. You're he gonna pl- put. He planned that joke all week. You're yeah. Play. <laughs> he had his. He, he has wrote his notes. It's in the notes. It's no, in I his swear, notes. I don't have notes. I swear that was a brand new joke. Ten second policy. If they laugh, I was trying. I was trying it out. <laughs> you think? Do you think? Real, real quick. Do you think comedians like try out jokes on the spot sometimes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I just did. It's improv. Didn't work. Uh, anyway, so 1948 Rope, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, Mr. Hitchcock, starring James Stewart, John Dahl, Farley Granger, Dick Hogan, bunch of white guys. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, synopsis on IMDb is two young men strangle their inferior classmate. Hide his body in their apartment, invite his friends and family to a dinner party as a means to challenge the perfection of their crime. This movie's fucking sadistic. Like that whole like first line though, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Which one? Like the whole the fact that they not only killed someone, called them his their inferior and then invited yeah, everyone right. they know. Like right. that's the whole idea. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like so when you think of movies this old, you don't think of them being very um I don't know. They didn't push limits that far as they would today. I feel like we're we're more inclined to be extreme nowadays. Like I feel like everything was just more conservative back then, right? And I think maybe that's why Hitchcock's regarded as a revolutionary filmmaker because he he was the you know pioneer in these themes, these dark themes that yeah, a lot of people he pushed. He pushed boundaries. Yeah. That a lot of people like you know wouldn't do, and uh, I appreciate that. And this movie's old as fuck. I mean, 1948. That was like right after World War Two, and it and uh, it. There's nothing like it. It's all really in the like philosophy and the dialogue. There's nothing like haunting too much about like the the story. Like, I mean, what they it doesn't rely on. I feel like a lot of modern films rely on the grotesque and more visuals. Yeah, to kind of disturb like, the audience, but like this is, relies on the story and like the narrative, like the kinda. philosophy of yeah. like the character, like why their motives are what what's you know, yeah, creepy. Um, yeah, it's it's a strange look at like sociopathic behavior, I think, and uh, it it really really worked for me. I think did, uh, did you did you like it? This is one of my fa- this is actually my ha- uh, favorite Hitchcock film. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it was really good. It was really short too, but uh. It uh, th- there's like things they talk about in here, and it's like you don't when you picture like white men in the forties, like do you picture them like having theories that like comedians ha- would have now? Like, 
I feel like Bill Burr has like skits about how to control the population, kill all the stupid people, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You don't imagine people back then thinking like that. But this movie is like a nice reminder that people the, have always been shitty. <laughs> not necessarily shitty, but like, like philosophical in a way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I mean, there's a lot of white privileged men in this. They just feel like gross people. Yeah. They're all like Harvard students and shit and like mm-hmm. like the the I don't know. It's it's a weird dynamic, but um yeah, it's really it's really good. How do you like the how the way the film is shot? I haven't seen this in like two yeah, it's, years. It's, so it's made been a, to look like one uh, take. Yeah, it's like a it's basically like a play. I mean it is adapted from a play, but it's it's it really does it does translate very well. It yeah. takes place in one room or like one area. Yeah. And the camera um, follows like each individual character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when they're, uh, they'll do things like when they're telling a story about something that happened in that same location earlier, the camera will just follow around to the like locations that that story entails. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he walks into the foyer and then, you know, you call him over into the living room. The camera will like do those motions, but there will be nothing on screen. Yeah. It'll just be you seeing rooms, empty rooms. Yeah. And it's really, uh, really interesting, really interesting camera movement. I'm, I want to watch more films from this era to like compare like what like what level was this film on in the 40s, you know, compared Um, to other films like I couldn't think of another movie because I went through a Hitchcock phase like a couple years ago when I was like trying to get through everything. I didn't at all. I barely dent his work. But uh, no, I was watching this. I watched like I watched Vertigo. I watched Rear Window. It was like during that whole period. And there, it's like this is nothing like the other stuff he's done. It's funny. Have though. you this seen like, uh, like North by seen. Northwest? Yeah, I've seen North by Northwest. That's my favorite. Yeah, I haven't. Um, it's it's funny though how like you can like see things in this film that you see in today's films and stuff. And it, I don't know. It was a, it was a very refreshing reminder of like the evolution of, of filmmaking, especially mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like Tarantino does some shit like this, where it's just, like, people having a conversation about shit, you know? Yeah. it's It relies on the characters and the story itself. It doesn't rely on the visuals. It doesn't it doesn't need that handicap that certain films now rely on. And it, and and it basically become, is just, like, a play. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... um. I mean, this is, like... And I've read, like, a couple of plays, and I've, like, seen plays, and I think... I, I would love to, to see this on... Oh, like on like theater, like mm-hmm. actually go to the theater and watch this. Yeah, I mean it's hard to really differentiate between because um, it is a play. It's just the only thing you're getting that a, a play doesn't have is uh, camera movement. Yeah, you just see everything from one wide mm-hmm. uh, scope, and then on this one, it'll like the camera will dolly in on like a hand that it's like significant. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a. Yeah, so my, I think I mean, like uh, it seems, it's one like of the, the characters cuts his hand, and they like slow zoom in on his hand because he yeah. broke a glass because mm-hmm. he was nervous. And there's a, the two characters in the movie they they strangle their friend, and um, one of them's like the the confident senior in the situation. Yeah. Like he he seems to have all his eggs in a basket, but he's the more sadistic. It's, one. Yeah, it's basically like dyna- dynamic of serial killers. You know, sometimes serial killers work <clears throat> in pairs. There's always a dominant submissive. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one's just like. Really nervous and like, it seems weird. like he was pushed into it. Like yeah. he's like almost like reluctant in his own way to. Uh, yeah, to who knows what these this. sick rich white men in the forties were were thinking? Yeah, but um, no. Overall, yeah. I'm uh. So did you like? 
have you seen other uh, the Hitchcock's work, or is this like like it's like uh, psych- the- like really just like standing out as like Psycho and, and Vertigo? Mm-hmm. Okay, like I haven't seen. That's probably it, to be honest. Really? Yeah. No, this is uh, this is up there for me, and uh, I, I, I love the North ending North. shot, the the final scene where yeah. he's like sitting on the chair. Yeah, that was fucking great, and the like lights are flashing in the background. I feel like that's ahead of its time. I don't know. Like it, it, that was like actually I consider like a really just great ending, like just like a great final shot. I yeah. mean, I feel like it's up there for me. Sure. Yeah. No. So, what would you rate it? I don't want to rate this film. You don't. I mean, I understand. It's like an older film. I feel like it's you're it's holding like, it to know. a different like, standard. Actually, acting has evolved. Everything's evolved. But like, I don't know. I can't adjust my rating scale for 1948. Yeah. I mean, James, but he did a great job, James. So I, I really like him. Yeah, James Stewart was great. He's How phenomenal. about you do an alternative rating scale? How, how about you give us thumbs? Yeah, thumb. Wait, wait, why can't you rate it? He says he doesn't. He's. It's just like that disconnect because it's an older film it feels so like disconnected you can't rate it based on films of that era yeah uh, i mean obviously like films today are more masterfully done because we have the technology and like yeah but for what it had you have to look at it for like a time period and i mean if i were to like adjust the scale i mean it'd probably be four stars i mean yeah i don't know all right. Would you recommend this? How about this, like, based on my enjoyment, like, in comparison to the four-star film made in, like, 2010? <laughs> it's a, I enjoyed it as much as a four-star movie in 2010. But, uh, okay. That makes sense. I, I guess. I'm, I'm reading off of enjoyment, not, like, you know, how well-made it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I can see why you're having, you might have a difficult time trying to, like, put an actual pin in it. I don't rate films under 2009. Is that a rule? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a really specific <laughs> a 2001 film is a classic. <laughs> I was about to say, because uh, thinking The Departed. Like some really, I'm thinking I was thinking of The Departed. I'm like, wait. The Departed is a classic. <laughs> classic movie. 06, man. That was, those are the days back, back in. It was shot on film, too. Was it? Yeah. 06, they weren't shooting digital back then. Okay. Oh, so you liked it. That's good. I did. Yeah, it was not boring it whatsoever. No, that's good then. I'm not glad like, I was able to give you a treat. I, I I get bored easily in old films. <laughs> like some old films, even like new films, I'm bored. But like, like for instance, I'll tell you a movie. Like when I rewatched Blade Runner, I was kind of bored at times. But Harvey <laughs> yeah, Space, I was waiting for that. He's just but <laughs> but I think Blade Runner is a different kind of film. It like it moves over you in like these slow sweeps, and it's yeah. like. You're supposed to take in the environment. It doesn't keep you on the edge. What I'm saying is it's not a, like inherently just a boring film. It doesn't put you on the edge of your seat, though. Would you yeah. agree with that? I, I understand what you're saying. Whereas this movie actually is like... Oh, it's gripping because yeah, it, the, the story's fuck? good, the acting is great, and it's just it's all about performances and the story and the characters. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck's going to happen, bro? Yeah, because you don't... That's the thing. You don't inherently know what is going to end up taking place. It's a suspense movie, though. So, I mean... Man, I just yeah. love James Stewart, man. I love when he plays these these characters, kind of a little bit of like, kind of like a know it all, like not really a know it all, but he just he always plays. You know what it is? It's the Columbo effect. You know what I'm talking about? The way Columbo's just always just like he seems so like absent minded, really uh, and he just like, always knows exactly. I like John Dahl as well. He looks a little bit like like a Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna look up a picture real quick. He's Brandon in the yeah. Just in the, the, he, he, in, in some angles, <laughs> it looks like Jason Sudeikis. 
Which is funny to me because I kept imagining he traveled back in time. And just, to ma- well. just to be in this movie. Yeah. Do you have any uh, other movies that you watched during the week? Uh, Thor 1 and Thor 2, but I won't talk about those till later. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I, I wanted to watch those fucking movies, and it took away from me watching other movies, but like, I can't watch a third sequel without seeing the first two. Like it makes sense. I just can't do it. Yeah. I had to do the same with the... Uh, the apes movies i feel like the apes, apes. Yeah. Um, i feel that was necessary though fuck man yeah i don't think yeah. it would have had the same impact yeah apes together yeah Strong. um yeah thor is definitely like a more disconnected between the uh between the uh movies uh planet of the apes is that was definitely like a linear narrative yeah. um sean you want to go next you gonna skip over yourself? Sure, just keep going. I mean, clockwise. Yeah, since I'm hosting this episode, I'm supposed to go last, right? That's <laughs> guest host. Good. I love the way you just like do we. I thought it was gonna be a joke, and at one point, Sean no, would have came is, in, and then Harvey's just no, like, "No, I'm, I'm committed doing this. to this. I'm doing this this episode." Um, I have one rewatch and one new watched. Uh, I had to rewatch Sideways. You had uh, to. Had to. Yeah, my girlfriend's doing some some. Uh, oh, for acting class, right? Yeah, some stuff with Sideways, and she had never seen it. And uh, I Holds was up, right? I was excited to watch it with her. Um, I played her the trailer. Turns out the trailer I've never seen a trailer, but it's horrible. Yeah, the trailer I trailer does that. not do it justice I'd at all. I'd imagine I had a is. film class in college and we watched the trailer, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, but uh, yeah, I rewatched Sideways. Definitely holds up. She liked it a lot as well. I was hoping she did, or or else. What was her favorite scene? Her favorite scene, I think. I I don't know, but I think she really likes the um. I think she likes the scene where she, what she had to uh, recite. It was the scene where they're both describing why they like wine yeah. in the in the house when um his his buddy's basically cheating on his uh, fiance and they're just ha- like they can hear it through the walls and they're having this like deep conversation. Honestly, oh, it's, yeah. and sex noises come through the walls. Thomas Hayden Church's character is like spirit animal in that movie. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. No, he's uh. That's I think my favorite part. The one scene I always remember is that fucking crash scene. Where the car, the, the car, the cars. I was just about to say that's my favorite scene. It should like Emily's favorite scene is a philosophical conversation. I don't know. I'm assuming it was like the perfect comedic my, moment. My, like, <laughs> all right, good movie. But yeah, it holds up. Uh, I still like it. It's actually my top twenty-five of all time. Well, she liked it too, which was good. But I think I. I watched one other movie. Uh, it's a port- uh, Portuguese movie. It's called The Ornithologist. It was playing at IFC a few months ago, but I missed it. But uh, finally came online. Uh, Ornithologist is. Uh, if you guys, do you guys know what it is? It sounds familiar. It's a movie about this guy who's an ornithologist. Uh, extra points for anybody who knows what that is. Uh, Phyllisin, I don't. It's a person Wait, who studies birds. Birds. Yeah, and I didn't know what that was either. I was get uh, for some reason I thought it was somebody who studied bugs, but uh, yeah, it was birds. So this movie kind of plays very similar to Mother and um, Mother and I would say maybe um, The Fountain. It's clearly an allegory for something and a director uh, explains that it is an allegory for a saint. and But it takes the shape of, of a, a person as an ornithologist camping in the woods studying birds. And he meets, uh, he first encounters two... Um, Chinese girls who basically captures him and they have a sinister plot to basically sacrifice him and castrate him. He escapes and then he meets somebody else along the way and he it kind of makes it seem like he's lost but he doesn't really want to be found and he's meeting all these characters in the woods and clearly they, 
it's like I said, it's an allegory for something else. I'm not sure what the references are. I haven't read too much into it, but um, I don't think this movie works for me in particular. I actually like stories like this, but it just goes way too obscure for me to really piece it. Like able, I'm not even able to really piece it together. Really you have to go online. You have to look up. Yeah, like, what did I, this mean? I, I don't really like doing that. I don't want someone yeah. else's like explanation of what it is, especially yeah. if it's so closely related to what the director is trying to portray. That I have no idea what's it about. So he did like a bad job of. Trans- I feel like it's too personal. Yeah, I think we were getting a lot of these allegory yeah. films. I've been hearing mm-hmm. a lot about the square. Oh, uh, the square yeah, is supposed to be really I've good though. Yeah. I think it won the the highest award at Cannes. Palm. The palm yeah, dick. I want to. I want to check that out. We 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 almost went to um IFC to watch it. I wanted to see that. The trail looks go. interesting, but yeah, I don't want to just. It's okay. I guess. I suppose you guys might. I think it's a little bit too long as well. I think it's like two hours. And it took me four times to watch this movie. I I fell asleep the first time, second time, fell asleep again, and then I finished it when I woke up from the nap. That's not a good sign. It well, I forgot to mention it's it's very closely similar to Valhalla Rising. With it's just a thorough sounds and atmospheric noises of birds and stuff. I've fallen asleep to Valhalla Rises at least ten times. Yeah, everyone tells there's not, me that. There's, not, there's not much dialogue going on. There's just a lot of exposition in the form of like this person looking through a binocular and yeah. looking at birds and meeting people. He actually encounters somebody along the way. Where this, yeah, I'm falling asleep a, a listening. Movie, to this. Yeah, a movie about bird watching. Basically, <sighs> literally, I, the I, most boring there, thing. this movie actually did really well. It won a ton of awards, but. I thought I was going to love this movie. It just didn't work, I guess. There's one scene I actually did find interesting that actually woke me up a bit because I didn't see this coming. I don't think it's a spoiler because in the trailer, there's a bit of it. Spoiler. Yeah, but there's a section in the movie where he encounters like a mute um, and deaf uh, man, like a sheep herder in the woods, and he ends up having gay sex with him. I was like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like you see everything too. And I was like just on everything? the verge of falling asleep and I woke up at when the gay sex started happening. Everything? Everything, dude. Wow. Why are you saying the gay sex? It was gay sex. <laughs> Why did sex? Why, Why can't it just be it sex? It two dudes. <laughs> Why can't it just the be sex? The girls never came. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You guys can check it out if you yeah, want. It's that, online. That threw me for a loop. Yeah, of death. What is he? A deaf? He's a mute? Yeah, he's a mute. Yeah, that might come out of nowhere. Do, I could do see that. Just like make noises when they have sex. Yeah, no, I guess no, not because they're, they're mute. Yeah, probably not. It's, but I mean, is, does a mute just not like say words? I think or? they're capable of making noises. They, yeah, he probably like, doesn't sound they can't, attractive. They can't speak. Yeah, they like, can speak. They, they can. They, uh, this person is deaf, right? I think he's deaf and a mute. So well, I'm gonna be honest. Shit. If I stub I my toe, like I'm, I'm shouting. You know? Yeah, maybe, maybe not maybe, a mute. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna look up the definition of a mute because now I'm curious to know if they speak or make like you know. If, if you cause them pain or pleasure or something, I'm sure they can make audible noises. They yeah. just don't know what they're saying. Probably. Yeah. And they um, can't speak words. Yeah, I don't think I really would care to rewatch this movie. I'll give it a two and a half out of five. This mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of an Alex Kropofsky, uh movie, only because of the bird watching. Oh uh, yeah. He plays like a filmmaker that made a movie about a a bird watcher or some shit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this sounds Criti- different critically from panned from Sean. Yeah, but not online and other reviewers. Did you give it a score? Yeah, two and a half out of five. Two and a half. God damn. I was disappointed. Yeah. My girlfriend looked at me when it was over. She's like, yeah, what do you think about that? It was one of those movies where she had to wait. It was one of those movies where you had to wait to see like if someone else liked it so you don't sound crazy. 
Yeah. Now, as soon as over, I was like, what the fuck was that? Was that good? No, that wasn't it, good. <laughs> what happened? I think you should, uh, I think any word of advice for people unsure if they like movies, just go with your first thought. Yeah, when usually. You, yeah, when you walk I, out, I never you don't like it. Well, I mean, I usually do. I usually review the movie as I'm watching it. Yeah. Which is terrible, but yeah. that's uh, what we've come and to do. And then I sum up all the thoughts in the end. Yeah. I'd like as, to just take like everything as a, as a, as a whole. Yeah. You know, there's like film critics out there that go in there with like a pad and paper, right? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes I wish that I could do that, but I don't know. You that can't really do so that. That looks so pretentious. That it's not takes it, it, takes it, it out. Of it's it. like you're one. Like, it looks like you're stealing ideas. It's not. I don't. It could be pretentious, but I don't know the way my brain I mean, I'm works. Sure, it would it, help, but it yeah, just it feels, definitely helps. Like I lose I thoughts like so quickly. I don't think it's like for me at least. It's not. It's not pretentious. I think what it is though for me is like it takes you out of the experience. So like. You're sitting there just like looking at every angle and like trying. You're inherently just trying to find something. And and that's the problem. Like, it's just like, he's like, the thing about movies at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's an art form, but first and foremost, they're made to entertain people. And the moment that you kind of like sit there and try to analyze and find something, it kind of ruins the experience. What I do is just let it, let the highs and lows that stick out. Like the ones I forget. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're giving away fucking trade secrets right now. This is like inside baseball shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They charge people for this yeah. shit. I mean, is that was that not obvious? People are gonna stop listening. People are gonna be like, oh, that's how you review. Movies. <laughs> you. All right, never mind. We're done. I never knew how oh, I felt so, before. So now when I you know how to so, so when you review movies, you you watch it and then you develop thoughts. I had no idea. Yeah, Sean, do you watch some, anything else? Uh, I rewatch what we do in the shadows in uh, yeah. preparation for Thor. Nice. <laughs> really, that's yeah, that's great. I've I, seen the I others. I should have rewatched the uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that too, though, because like there is an actress in there. Have you seen what we do in the shadows? You still haven't seen it. Right? Parts. You need to watch that shit. You watched Eagle versus Shark, right? That's a no. good one. You have to watch Eagle versus Shark. You haven't seen Boy either. No, I've only seen Hunt for the Wilder yeah. People. Okay. But yeah, what we do in the shadows uh, was my sixth or seventh time rewatching it. It still holds up as one of the best comedies I've seen. Highly underrated. Everybody should watch it. Listen in. Oh. It's uh, one of the most unique ideas I've seen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't it's say only because Kiwi accents are funny. I, I wouldn't say it's for everyone because when I went to go to the theater to see this shit, uh, I was I was with one of my friends and me and her were fucking dying. We thought it was the funniest shit, and. I come to find out is because she's a fan of those particular like groups of uh, group of guys, but then everyone else in the theater was like quiet. They're like like crickets. A few people that I've encountered that have seen the movie, they love it. Like I haven't met anyone that yeah. has watched you'll, it. You'll, you'll never understand it. humans, Steve. There, I don't, I don't there's know. like for instance in Thor. I won't talk like about the the movie, but there are just jokes in like big blockbusters that people laugh at. I'm like, what? Why are you laughing? Like, is that funny? Like, yeah. Am I being pretentious for not laughing? No. Like, why are they so easily, fucking easily amused? They're so, like, dude. It sounds like you're so fucking easily amused. How could you be so easily amused? Like, some people are. The whole theater. (laughs) It's not some people. I need to hear this joke. When we get to the movie, I want to hear this joke. Don't you die laughing during Kung Pao? It's not one joke. (laughs) That's funny shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny shit. Trying to be fucking pretentious. No, look. That's. That's like <laughs> baby rolled out of hill. That's you don't think that's fucking funny? That's like actual humor, but like like witty <laughs> witty comments witty comments from Mark Ruffalo are not like they're not funny. It's not like I don't know. I get it. I get it's it. like they're robots. They're like, all right, we're gonna this joke's gonna go here, and the it's people are gonna laugh here. here. Like 
Mm-hmm. How do they know they're going to laugh at those lame we're jokes? We're not a... Uh, we shouldn't be touching yeah, on Thor Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. This let's, isn't let's, Thor. Yeah. This is all like all these... You said Mark words. Ruffalo. Yeah, you, you called someone specifically Avengers. out. It could have been... All, <laughs> all blockbuster movies do this. Um, I don't have anything else. Steve, what do you got? I got two movies. Uh, I'm going to be quick with one of them uh, because I was just... I turned it off. Them, Listen, <laughs> if you get two-hour reviews, I get at least five minutes for got both it, reviews. Uh, so this one I'm not going to talk much about just because it was kind of like a random watch. I watched uh, Beauty and the Beast, the end, uh, they call it the uh, live action one. Oh, the recent one? Yeah. It's already on Netflix, I've right? Seen yeah. it. Took me twi- uh, f- two what? times Why to see it, so I'll see it the first time. Why are these movies being made? I don't, is it, the Disney overlords need a quick, like, cash bump? Like, I don't get it. Because the people who laugh at those bad jokes that I mentioned before want to see it. All right, so I'm going to be quick and easy about this. Directed by Bill Coden, starring Emma Watson, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, I haven't seen him since The Guest. What the fuck else has he been doing? He, he was in um, Colossus. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. He was forgot. in The Cobbler. I haven't seen that. Uh, so everyone knows what Beauty and the Beast is. It's just like live adaptation of the uh, animated series created by Disney. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, actually, the animated one is one of my favorites. Uh, I think it's really well done, the animated one. This one, I would say this is the one positive thing that I really took away from it. Production, set design, costume, the overall aesthetic of the film is really well done. But we're talking about Disney here and, you know, when they can just pay whoever to do, like, the best job. at possible. throw wads of money at people. (laughs) Basically, you're going to get top-notch, just quality, just, just set. It's very beautiful to look at. Uh, negatives. Uh, performances were lackluster. I thought that everybody in the film was just acting like they saw the animated movie and then just acted out what the characters were doing in that, and it seemed so cardboard and fake. Uh, this really came through, especially in the musical sequences and the set pieces, where you're just looking at it and just like it just seems so devoid of life and character. Like it's just like you know this is just it's just. It, it's. I feel like no one really was genuinely excited. To, like, I bet people were excited to work on this. I bet, but it's just like, I don't know. It just didn't have that. Like, it just wasn't interesting, and not not as as it was with the uh, animated film. So I'm gonna give this like a two and a half. I thought a lot Ooh. of it was like like again. I think more with production side and set design and things like that were really well done. But when it comes to acting and the musical set pieces, it was boring and. I've heard these songs and these things done a million times, and I think it was done much better in yeah, the animated movie. I wasn't crazy about it either. Yeah, I, and I'm trying to figure out why why this thing had so much hype behind it. I thought Emma Watson was boring. I thought Dan Stevens like was like I think, more I, think like I figured hilarious. it out. It, start, it starts with an M and it ends with Outh Breathers. Oh God, here we go. Yeah, you're on the fucking crusade, <laughs> <laughs> never ending crusade. God, they're like fucking. No, no wonder Hollywood's so good at marketing. Look at their dude, fucking. It's, it's just it's and it sucks because we're gonna keep getting it. They're gonna do Aladdin, and then we just got the cast for Lion King. They're gonna do Aladdin. I'm actually pretty excited about Lion King. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like this. Donald they, Glover. I feel like Donald Glover. I feel like they can do it well if they just Lion King. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll step in CGI. Live, no live action. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, I think what they're gonna do is gonna be more like a like it's the gonna, Jungle Book. I jungle, think. Yeah, kind of like that yeah. aspect. I heard they're also trying to do Little Mermaid. Yeah, but there's no humans in. <laughs> there's yeah, no there's humans no, in Lion there's King. There's no. Yeah, they're going to be voice acting. 
Yeah, like Jungle Book. Yeah, I think it's going to be Whatever. more like... So it's not a live action remake. Not live action, but... They're I just think. like CGI. Yeah. Well, it's live action Motion film, but with uh, CGI characters. Yeah. Like they did in Jungle Book. I think um, that's what they're doing. I'm not down for it. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of cheap that Disney is just it. really just kind of like grabbing whatever they have in their vault and just throwing it out and see what sticks. I, hope, I, I think they Aladdin. should. I think it's their right. I mean, it's their right. It's just like, I feel like... As long as people buy it, I think they should fucking. I mean, but it just comes with the argument too. It's just like I mean, stuff. they're they're sitting on cash right now while we're saying they shouldn't be doing that. And they're like <laughs> suckers, but uh, Aladdin. You know what I hope? I hope they cast white people <laughs> just to start controversy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so just so people will be like, "Fuck that, I mean, we're I'm boycotting sure it." I'm sure they will. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Jasmine's gonna be like Jennifer Lawrence. Just <laughs> <laughs> dye her hair black. Um. So, yeah, I wasn't too hot on that Beauty and the Beast remake or adaptation or whatever. Uh, but then I watched this other movie called How to Build a Time Machine. Did you give it a uh, star rating? Yeah, two and a half. Wait, is Jay Chill's movie? Yeah, directed by uh, Jay Chill. Uh, so, synopsis uh, for this time. Oh, shit. Where'd you uh, see Hulu. It? Hulu? You can start, uh, oh, that's crazy. This is weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Uh, we start a rivalry right now or something. Uh, so <laughs> They won't know who we are. We yeah, they, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we might have like one fan on Twitter who might say some shit. Like, yo, these movies talk, these guys talk shit. Uh, Why are you going to talk shit? Actually, no. I I thought it was a really, uh, all right, let me do this. Let me, let me just talk about this movie, what it's about. Because, so this is a documentary and I didn't know much about it just going in. This, this director, he actually is on a other podcast called Film Drunk and he constantly, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, he constantly (laughs) talks about it and I, and I (laughs) happen to stumble upon it on Hulu. And I was just like, all right, let me let me see what this is about because I didn't know what he was making. Um, so it focuses on two subjects in particular. Uh, one man who's building a full-scale replica of the prop from the 1960 film The Time Machine and then a physicist who is basically dedicated his life to researching scientific possibility of time travel. Uh, the best way I can describe this, I watched this before we started the show today, and it's like, it's a nice, simple documentary to watch. Like, it's... It's like there's no real high stakes or anything. You know, some documentaries, it takes a little bit out of you. It's a little draining. Or sometimes documentaries I watch like like <laughs> Slender or like these alien archive documentaries are ridiculous. Documentaries. Yeah, documentaries like or like oh, following someone's experiences. Uh, no, this actually just rides a nice line of just like following these two obsessive men. One who is who are they both actually are trying to make a time machine. Like, one is actually building one, like, authentically, like, from Victorian materials. He's, like, using, like, particular woods. And it's, like, he makes his... It's beautiful, like, watching these, like, montages of this man, like, making it. He's trying to make the replica, right? Not, like, a working time machine, right? No, it's just a replica. and He understands that it won't work, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know that this movie had two people. I thought it was just about him. I didn't know it was about a guy. uh, No, and that's the second person I want to get to. And and, and this actually has a little bit of a sad note to it because how the way they both talk about it, where this man has, this, the man who's making, I think his name is Rob, who's making this replica, has spent, just, he, he literally, at one point in the movie, he's like, yes, yeah, I, I spent a lot of money on this. He's like, uh, I'd rather not say how much I spent. <laughs> like, and he, because he gets like, just like these high quality materials, and he just like, and it's beautiful, how he just like, kind of just like, works on this machine, and like, m- brings it to life, and it's working too, like, in the sense that it, like he turns it on, lights come on. It has this little meter at the bottom that tells him like how the way the time, like January tenth, 
blah blah blah, and just like oh, he speeds up. I mean, and I don't doubt it. Me, me, and you worked with a guy who built a replica of the Ghostbusters backpack. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! I forgot about that guy. <laughs> it turns on and everything too. I forgot. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I just got my flux capacitor. I was like, really? He's like, he's super stoked. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really it's interesting to see how the way like obsession, especially for this. So it's such a weird subject matter too, just because it's like time travel and. You would think it would take a little bit more scientific approach, but you just see how the way obsession kind of like dictate t- these two individuals' lives. And uh, the other individual named uh, Roland, he's a he's a physicist, uh, and he talks about his his the death of his father and how he how the way he was dealing that when he was young, he happened to stumble upon uh, the time machine, and after watching that, he just became obsessed with the idea of like, what if we can go back? And he dedicated his life, since he was a child, to go to school and to learn how to build a time machine or like the the possibility of creating like. So wait, so this guy is like still on the hunt for yes. being able to go back. Yes. Fuck, that's sad. It's yeah, that's what it gets like. like there sad. are people no, it's who just believe like, in time travel in the sense of like moving forward. And and that's the thing. That's the like, funny thing you're talking about because Rob, the man who's building a replica, he's like he's like. It's like, if this thing actually worked, I wouldn't care about going back. I want to go forward. I want to see where we end up. He's like, but this man is like obsessed because he lost his father at a young age. And he like basically dedicated his life. He put him, he's like, we've been, we were poor. So I couldn't pay myself to go to school. So I went to the air force and I studied, you know, I studied until I got my PhD and then I became a professor at this university. And he's like talking about his whole life where he like dedicated to learn how to go back in time. Or like time travel. Hmm. And he talked about his whole experience of seeing his father again and explaining to him who he was and how he could possibly change everything. And I was just like, dude, this is that was the saddest part. Is a real physicist? Yeah. Look him up. <sighs> but you no, know, he he doesn't he doesn't believe in that whole idea of like, oh, I'll build a time machine in my garage and you know, think no, he's like actually trying to figure it out. Like if Well, I know if, that, but like and he, he he's trying to figure out one of the most possible things. I mean, yeah, but that, that's the sad thing too because he's even talked about the ways. It's like he's like I realized that you know I could have had a family and I could have done that, but I realized it was just a waste of my time. I didn't want to dedicate my time doing that because he's like, what if I have a son? And what if that relationship with my son wasn't as strong as how how I had it with my father? And to me, that's not worth it. Like I like he's like he's like what's worth it is to reconnect with the person I love. Like it was like fuck man, like that I wasn't expecting that for the movie. I was just like this is kind of sad because he's move on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean that. I think at the end you can kind of see him understanding that you know you have to move on. And at at the end of the documentary, that he this man finally finishes the replica and he has everyone, even the people who are part of the documentary, like everyone there, like celebrating with him with like Victorian garb. And he's, but it was crazy because he, him himself, uh, Rob, he was talking about how obsessed he is. Like he's obsessive. Like if he gets something wrong with the replica, he will throw it away or he would just start all over. So, uh, no, this is a really, I think it's a really fun documentary. I think people should give it a shot. Definitely check it out. If you want something simple, kind of put it on the background and just, or, you know, something to watch, definitely check this out. How to build a time machine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you like to rate Jay Chill's documentary? Ooh. Yeah, I'll rate it. Uh I'll give it a solid uh give it a solid three and a half. Ooh, panned. Ooh. 
Well, I mean, it's like it's that's a good score. That's like that's <laughs> very <laughs> solid. Like it's like he wasn't doing he wasn't any doing thing visually just, striking. Just, just think about it though, like from his perspective, like someone puts in like <laughs> so much time and like effort into like creating a film for possibly over a year, maybe more. You're like, eh, three and a half. <laughs> that's why I hate fucking yeah. doing that shit. Scoring sometimes. shit sucks. Especially if someone like I actually like uh, you know I listened to the show and I was just in there always talked about it and you know finally got a chance to watch it, but I like to see his other documentaries as well. What, I think he has like another one, Beauty Day, which I want to check out and see yeah. what that one's about. So yeah, that's all I watched. Okay. Other than Thor, um, so I got a good one and I got a I got an egg, got a nasty one. True, true, true. I guess I'll talk about a uh, few horror movies. Yeah. Uh, you got a few. Yeah. Um. Make this quick because we have. I feel like we've been. Uh, you know, I was looking at the time and I was like, "Oh, we're ready for Thor," and then I forgot you didn't go because yeah. we skipped over you. And I was thinking we were going. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, Tom and his uh, long-winded reviews. First thing, <laughs> I talk about. I'm not really going to talk about it that much because everybody else has already talked about it, which is uh, the Meyer Witch stories. Mm. Um, Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say about it. It was a really good movie. It was really, I don't know, endearing, and it was, I don't know, it was interesting to see. It was funny, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was very funny, but there's also, uh, like, this underlying sadness throughout the movie, like, the, just having, like, a relationship like that with uh, their father and shit like that, um, I don't know, that was uh, interesting to see. What do you think about the, the daughter's films? Yeah, they were pretty fucking funny, and <laughs> that's like one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. Like he's sitting there, he's like, "Oh shit, I should have watched this alone first. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she's really attractive too. I've seen her in something else. I can't remember what. I think it was a movie with uh, John Leguizamo. But uh, yeah, she's really cool. Dustin Hoffman was great. Adam Sandler's by far my favorite character in the entire movie, and I always get upset when people talk shit about Adam Sandler, which I understand. Because he does make shit, but if you've seen like uh, his few dramatic performances, like the dude is fucking great. Like he's amazing. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, he's one of my faves. So good, and he's really good in this, and it was really refreshing and exciting to see him do something like this again. I hope he keeps doing it. But yeah, next year he's probably gonna fucking come out with Pixels Two or some shit. Yeah. Um, Rook. But yeah, I really like Pixels the movie. too. Just wait, did they announce that? No, I'm oh, saying that's <laughs> probably what he's gonna do next. <laughs> I was saying it was like some hot takes, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. Then I we gotta wait it. another ten years for like something good like this. But uh, yeah, I would give it a four out of five. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah, I wish I could talk about it more. But yeah, the I thing like about Adam Sandler, he's like self aware of what he's been doing in his I'm career. Sure he is. Like he knows. He says he think he knows that he does really well in those dramatic pieces, but yeah. he doesn't make any yeah. money from it. He says. Yeah. I'm sure well, he like, made so much more, more money from like fucking Pixar than I'm he did. I'm wondering though, know, like, do you run out of money, or like, how much money does he have? Like, does he need to keep doing shit? Like, how does that work? I mean, I imagine oh, I mean, he's he making need... a ton of money from those cheesy comedies yeah. every year. I mean, I imagine he has to keep doing stuff. I mean, greed. He doesn't have like a syndicated show or anything like fucking Seinfeld. So I yeah. Mean, Plus, like with the right. he he said that pretty much in. with the stuff, the stupid comedies that he do, he's able to help his friends get those roles. True. Um, with the dramatic stuff, he can't really put those guys in those movies because those aren't really his projects that he helmed. Hmm. All right. What else should watch? Uh, or score? Score? I don't know. I gave it a four out of five. Word. A four. Out of five. Um, 
second movie I watched is called Hell House LLC. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read Thank this. God. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm going go on the internet. I'm going to read this synopsis. Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and a staff, on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary, documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. Ooh, found footage. This movie was... I'm not going to lie. Like, it was... The first two acts were pretty fucking good. Like, I was unexpected. It was unexpected. Um, And uh, it turned out to be, like, a little delightful treat. But, however, the third act just went straight to shit. Um, It's like uh, (laughs) Hell House House is like a... It's called Hell House LLC because it's like a group of uh, friends. And they run a business. They, like, go around to different cities and shit. And they uh, run, like, a a haunted house for a couple weeks. And then they happen to end up in this place called, like... Abaddon or some shit. It's like outside of New York City. It's supposed to be in I think Rockport County or something. It's like this fictional city, but Abaddon is like the. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right because I'm saying it a lot. It's uh in the Bible. It's also the name of the demon that guards the the gates of hell. Oh. Which I don't understand why you'd want to guard the gates of hell. I feel like you'd be trying to get as many people in that bitch as possible. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the name of the demon. Um, should be open borders. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what are you trying to yeah. keep out? You should be like a greeter, like the Walmart greeter, if anything. Like, I'm oh, welcome. That's kind of insulting in hell. They, pro- they probably don't want they don't want good people who think they're badass to try to go into hell. No, no, only real badasses yeah. are allowed in hell. Yeah, it's called it is called Abaddon, and so they go to this like uh, old like bed and breakfast or something like this really old hotel, and they uh, put on. A uh, haunted house in the city, in the town of Abaddon, and weird things start happening like before the haunted house opens, and like some really creepy shit, like uh, like some of the mannequins, like they see them walking around and shit like that, and they think that it's like ooh, that sounds creepy. Yeah, it was actually not bad. The first two acts, I I was enjoying it. Um, yeah, but then it falls into like the typical uh shitty B movie tropes, and uh, the characters are just really stupid and really unbelievable. Like as as a uh, functioning human beings. Um, and so they kind of uh, meet their demise at their, uh, because of their stupidity. And um, the third act kind of like falls into like some weird shit that I didn't really dig. Like, uh, like the, the ghosts and shit, like the, or demons or whatever you want to call them. They were like these, uh, like almost like juridic looking people and like these hoods and shit. And it was just really fucking lame and it looked really cheesy. But, um, I don't know. It's, the movie's not bad overall, actually. It was a lot better than I expected, which I don't know if that's saying much. But um, Did you watch this on Shudder? <laughs> yeah, I did watch this on Shudder. Mm, interesting. The great, the great uh, horror streaming service, Shudder. Um, hopefully they how, much, uh, how much do you pay a month for that? How much is it? Uh, I don't pay for it. Sean pays for it, actually. <laughs> oh, uh, Sean, can you tell us? Three ninety nine a week or a month? It's four ninety nine a month. Uh, it's not bad. It's, not yeah, bad. it's a good service. Um yeah, we need to start doing some uh, promotional work for them or something. <laughs> Tom, you, you can we jump on board them, this. We talk about them all the time. Uh, or I'm down to get Shutter. What, what? I have to buy it to get <laughs> what? I don't review a lot of my. I I I watch Shutter pretty much um, at least once a month, but I never talk about the movies because I forget about them. Yeah, I watch like maybe <laughs> you're, not, you're not selling this like, Shutter. I, <laughs> I, like I watched. Uh, well, Shutter is a good app, but um, I the things that I pick aren't usually the best. No, oh, you just have yeah. bad taste. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's not much more I can say about Hell House LLC. Um, more it is found footage. I don't know if I mentioned that. It is a found footage film. Um. 
it doesn't have any new or interesting uh, takes on the found footage genre, so can't give it points for that. But uh, yeah, it's not horrible. I would give it a, maybe a two, yeah, two and a half, maybe out of five, somewhere between there, two point. Mm-hmm. Not two bad five. at all. That's like, yeah, that's good for uh, that's, like you know, be horror. That's not bad. That's an F. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad for B. F plus. F plus. So, yeah. Is that all? Yeah, that is the end of my... uh, Review section? My review section. Um, Without further ado. Yeah, so how about we take a segue and we're going to uh, go into the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that was a terrible transition. (laughs) Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this. And you and I had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I won easily. Doesn't sound right. Well, that's true. Asgard is dead. And it'll be reborn in my image. Okay, I'm going to read... Uh... The IMDb synopsis of Thor Ragnarok. You mean synapsis? Mm, yep, the synapsis. Why do you sound like a moderator for a Q&A? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's just my voice. Uh, okay. Imprisoned, the mighty Thor finds himself in a lethal gladiatorial contest against the Hulk, his former ally. Thor must fight for survival and race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying the home at, and the Asgardian civilization. This is a, written very weird, some syntax fucking confusion um so who wants to start off uh sean you yeah sean, sean you've never gone off. first yeah, he I never believe. goes first i think i went first once I'll, I'll go first you sure i'll take the wheel on this don't I, worry i was hoping i was like, hoping would, bet you would what? like to go first I never go it's first. been a while since he spoke talking ass <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, yeah. it's a podcast you know i gotta talk <laughs> uh thor ragnarok okay um first off as i mentioned before didn't see any of the Thor movies, but I went back like a real dedicated film podcast host. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I I sat through uh, Thor and Thor 2, The Dark World. And, oh, that's uh, what it's called. Yeah, I've... Dark World. And uh, let me tell you. That's the second one? A Dark World? Yeah. These movies are fucking not good. <laughs> I think I said that last week. <laughs> But like, fuck. Yeah, I said that last week. It's the they worst. They feel franchise. like they felt like, uh, like unfleshed out episodes of TV shows. <laughs> like if you watch them in the same week, they feel like episodes of TV shows. They're that weak. Like there's just nothing there. You know how episodes aren't meant to rely on themselves. You know. Yeah. Like a it movie, needs something else. A movie, if even if it's a franchise, it should hold up on its own, beginning to end. There should be a new journey, you know? And uh, the first two are fucking bad. Natalie Portman's character is fucking stupid. <laughs> I feel, I'm being uh, unnecessarily harsh here, but, like, his relationship... No, I think they realized that, too. That's why they got rid of her. Yeah, just didn't make it. Yeah, any- and, like, um, like he, Thor comes into the new world, and it's just, like, they spend maybe 10 seconds of him being a fish out of water, but all of a sudden, he's fine. And it, none of it just makes sense to me. And Sean pointed out all the Dutch angles and stuff. I was like, why? Yeah. It was like every Kenneth, other uh, shot. Kenneth Branagh made the first movie. Mm. Uh, he's the guy in um, the new um, Murder on the Orient Express. 
Yeah. The main guy in Hughes and um Right. Uh, that, that dude, yeah. Dunkirk. The old the old, old guy. guy. Pretty sure he was in uh wasn't he in Thor? As what? Was he? At Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure he was one of the actors. Hmm. Oh. I think okay. he was. Well I don't think so. I don't know. Alright, so yeah, I don't like these movies one bit, the first two. So as you can assume, I was very, very not excited to <laughs> Very unexcited to go see Thor Ragnarok in New York City on a Friday night. Yeah, tell us your experience. How was it? Was it good? Um, it was weird. There was a lot of children in the theater. I'll tell you my experience. It was fucking shit. It was the worst experience I ever had. I, my experience wasn't all that bad. the The theater was huge. The biggest theater I've been in. I think like like I seriously it felt like a baseball field and. Um, it it uh was not I was not excited. I saw the runtime, two hours and fifteen minutes. I was like, no. Um, but there were some things that stood out to me. Director Taika Waititi, uh, he you know obviously is nothing like the first two directors. He has a more clear cut fingerprint as a filmmaker. I think he uh he has a style. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he does. He, and you know, it's times like this where where I think that they're trying to like save a, a movie by pulling in some like you know up and coming like popular interesting filmmaker to to do it. Some director who's like you know who has personality mm-hmm. and uh, and who they can get for a lot cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper too. Um, it's like a win win situation for both parties. Yeah, and um. I think they successfully did something here. I think the problem is it's too little too late is what I'm saying. I did enjoy this movie, but yeah. like we we already saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And it was strange that this movie literally like severed its ties from the first two so much. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, there's like a lot of spoilers that I kind of want to touch upon, but I feel like not necessary. It's not necessary, yeah, but it's like it's like they have no like I hate to say no respect or no like like yeah, but the, for the first two films like everything that you know know about this world is they're like fuck it. Not important. It's just it's and just, it just like literally yeah, clears everything off the table just so they can set up this new world. It's frustrating though because I wanted to be introduced to Thor in a good way. But, mm-hmm. like, you, I, I was not. Like, I did not enjoy those movies. And, like, and I'm sure it's fine. Like, I think the people who are fans of the first two, which are fucking stupid. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, <laughs> that's very disrespectful. I'm sorry. But, like, I'm sure you're not going to complain because this movie's, like, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there who's like, this, this is too funny. This is too self-referential. It's too, you know, zany and colorful, whereas the, the first ones are more of a, a hero's journey, you know, kind of thing. And this one was just a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just like kind of like a cheap ripoff a little bit. Yeah. But I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. There, I here, I like the combination. So I laughed twice. I laughed twice. Yeah, yeah. That's you, crazy. Just it? Twice. What jokes? Yeah, what jokes? I want to hear this. I think um, they were talking about revenge, and he, like, turned to Hulk, or somebody's like, do you want any revenge or anything? <laughs> you want was, revenge, right? Yeah, okay. You, you want revenge? <laughs> that was funny to me. I, I can't remember the other one, yeah. but I laughed twice, and uh, that's impressive. 
in accordance to the people in the audience, that's about 5,000% less of, you know, that's how many laughter I heard. I can, you know. All right, so I can tell there was like certain points of the movie where I, I have a feeling what you're saying because I noticed it. Like there's people that were laughing at like the typical parts where I expected people to laugh that I wasn't laughing, but then there was comedic moments where I knew you could tell that this was specifically the director like, it was like, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was so on point. And it was when the inter- when they introduced the character, uh, Korg. Yes, Korg. I, I should have brought him up. That shit was fucking, like, that whole just introduction. That's the director. Dude, that, that's, that was, yeah, that's that? him. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, it's so perfect. And it's just like, yeah. me and Tiff I think were like it's Kiwi, dying. It's Kiwi accents, man. Yeah. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, me and Tiff were dying, but then everyone, like, you could tell there was just like a handful. We had a big theater, and there was mm-hmm. only a handful of people. Hey, man. <laughs> they were laughing in the theater and everyone else was just like why is everyone, this so funny everyone, everyone got a ki- I think most people in my theater got a kick out of Korg um, Korg was was, Fuck, was, was like great. that he's really good he had this like I mean it doesn't make sense like why would some alien creature talk like that but like you know <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here um, <laughs> so there are a lot of like redeeming qualities about this film and the first two had none for me and I don't get like how the fuck I guess they I don't know People like the first two. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like re- I don't think so. I don't think I think that's actually nah, considered the worst. There, the, the second one is one of the worst bombs for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. First one, I I only watched parts of the first Thor, and I was just like, I don't like this. And then I never watched. I sat, two. I sat through them very fucking. You know, oh my god, it was rough. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this. I think I I think you're right. It's a little a little bit too late in terms of like me liking this character. I do like the. Uh, I do like what they did in terms of like combining this sci-fi fantasy. I yeah. love, I love, I love when it reminds me a little bit how like Saga does. I feel like I bring up Saga a lot, but Saga is a comic book and it does this sci-fi fantasy, just like this grand like space opera. And it's a lot of fun, you know, the, like a lot of beautiful colors. Yeah, very it's interesting. A lot, it's a lot like Valerian too. Yeah. Like I just, I definitely like the, the route they're going with, especially kind of towards the end. No spoilers, but you know, this is taking the franchise somewhere a little bit different, especially Thor's character. And I, and I like the evolution. I liked a lot of the comedic elements. What I thought my biggest problem was in terms of the stakes, I felt like there's an overarching narrative that I feel was kind of like weirdly placed. Like I felt like it shouldn't belong in this movie. Like it's remnants of the old Thor. You know what I mean? And, you, and I don't want to give anything away, but I feel like uh, the introduction of Hela and also like the opening act with uh Loki and Odin and all that stuff where they you know it's hinted at in Doctor Strange at the end of that movie where Thor meets Doctor Strange and I feel like that was so awkwardly placed and I feel like mm-hmm. that's like remnants of the old old two movies like they have to do this in order to take the film in this new direction so it's like kind of like cleanup duty you know what i mean i don't know if i don't know yeah, if you guys yeah but at get, the same time i feel like it was necessary it's like it's like I don't know. I feel like it's you so, can't completely throw the other two away. I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, what they did with certain characters, I felt like you know, I feel like especially with this, I feel like they kind of did. Like they're throwing everything out. I feel in terms of like, well, but I'm saying they're doing it in a gra- like gradual. Yeah, and that's what I'm well, saying. Not like, really. This movie is kind of abrupt. Like there's like yeah, there's moments where you're just like, oh, this is happening a little bit, you know, kind of quickly. Uh, but, but you didn't see the first two, but. So, like, I, this movie should have been, like, 
but I can like, tell. Great for you. No, but that's the, that's the thing though. Like I could tell where the you know what I mean. Like you can see the seams. Like you know there was parts where someone sewed something in, and I can see it. And it's like I feel like it was kind of awkwardly injected in the first act. And that's yeah. what I mean by that. That's what I think my biggest problem was in this overarching like narrative. It's just like I don't know. I'm like it, it, I did my my the best time I had in the film was when they're on Sakar and they had and <laughs> like his interaction with Hulk. And the interaction he had with like all the other gladiators and Jeff Goldblum, like just like these new characters, like and it was it made it, I don't know it, it it was fun. Like I had I enjoyed my yeah, my time think, there. Uh, and then when you get back to the other, I like, think I figured it out. What this the first two Thors are all a marketing scheme. Okay, they made them purposely bad so that you would like this one more. And I think that I I oh, I'm genuinely oh. I oh, genuinely so is, think. Uh, the first two were good. This one wouldn't be as impactful. But I actually enjoyed this more because of those were so bad. It's like Chick Fil A. They they don't they're not really religious. They just close on Sunday to make you want it more. You know. Okay, so that's your theory. I don't know if I can get behind <laughs> that. I don't, I don't know if Marvel's thinking that head of the <laughs> game. A lot of money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're willing to make that sacrifice for the third movie. It's like nine eleven being an inside job. You're really just banking on this third movie. It's like, you know what, guys? Let's let's do this. I, I'm being facetious, but I do th- really think that those two bombs were necessary for people to love this. For for me. Oh, okay. For me to like this movie. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, I just didn't watch Dark World. I watched like I'm pretty sure I watched. I'm pretty sure I watched like the like parts of the third act of Thor where he, his friends came to help him out at the diner. Sure. That's I, that's yeah. all I remember. The expectations have a, a lot to do with movies, especially movies like this. Yeah, and I think if you're expecting the worst and it comes out okay, yeah, like you, I yeah. feel like you really like. No, no, don't get me wrong. Like when the whole Sakar, like that whole thing, I I I loved it. I really dug it. It was like more my speed. It was just entertaining, fun, and every. It was actually uh, funnier than I was expecting it to be. Like I was moments where I was just like dying, especially with. The Korg, I thought it was like some of the best shit. Hey man, <laughs> it's dude. I think he hey, had man. the best final line. The final joke in the movie was the best. <laughs> with, the, with the fucking bug, the little creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. I love that line. Oh man, uh, he yeah. Well, well that goes back to what I said. Like, I feel like they needed somebody to put their their fingerprint on it. It's what yeah. they did with Guardians. I mean, they're like, who can we get to? Uh, Make this zany and fun, and not a fucking you know CGI fuckfest. Har- Harvey, I, I kind of want to hear what you think because yeah, here, you, yeah you met you mentioned last week you're like that a lot of these Marvel movies are just trying to be like Guardians because Guardians was like this surprise hit. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, he's, I don't think you're wrong I at think, all. I think I still feel that. Yeah, I still feel that way. Um, yeah, I think Guardians was such a different. Uh, such a different superhero movie that they, I guess they didn't hadn't either ever thought of that formula or didn't think that that formula would work. But yeah, uh, I don't know, like uh, making these movies less, uh, I don't know, less, less like hero like and like more like whimsical and comedic. Uh, it could work instead of making it like this very straightforward and uh, very linear and very, uh, I don't know, just very pointed. Uh, hero movie like uh this upstanding hero they can actually make this shit funny and yeah. it'd still be a good movie um uh, yeah 
Self-referential, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Thor was definitely like this. I believe I shitted on the movies last week, the first two. <laughs> They're really terrible movies, but I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. I don't know if I would enjoy this movie this much if uh, the first two were like uh, done in the same style. Or Told uh, you. That's why I'm with Guardians. Guardians 2 wasn't that bad, I don't think. I don't know. I- I just, I'm, I was, yeah, Guardians yeah. Was, was, was okay. Yeah. But Guardians I, 2 was okay. I, but I love the, the first, first one, one so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but I actually really enjoyed this movie, and I laughed quite a bit, like, more than I expected. Um, that core character, he had me fucking laughing, like, the entire time, because I could just see fucking, like, hey, Taika Waititi's fucking face, and I just kept thinking of, like, what we do in the shadows. And Oh, that's what Doug used to yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, where's Doug? <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> It was just okay. it was Lost very, another Doug. Yeah, <laughs> it was very awkward and very what? very witty. Um, those I, are the best. Parts. I really liked uh, that character. He kind of fucking like stole most of those scenes away from Thor, if I'm honest. Um, sure. But yeah, I saw this as kind of like a. It was very self-referential and very uh, self-aware. I think it was satirical to a point as well. Like, yeah. Uh, especially against, uh, like hero movies in general in these uh, yeah. comic book movies. You know, one one thing I like, and I forgot to mention this, there's like some cinematic shots that I kind of wish we had more in the movie, but, uh, you know, maybe it's for the best. I would say uh, third act, but there was this one point where it looked like a fucking metal album cover. You talk, you know what I'm talking about with like the lightning and he's like jumping into the crowd oh, of yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. I really, that like, yeah, I yeah that, that was I, beautiful. I was I like, really this is like that. a metal. It was pretty cool and the music cues were like fucking perfect. Like, yeah, uh, it was like a metal. Soundtrack. That's what it basically was. It's like someone like is just who really loved metal music yeah. or like art. Like they just combined and fused and just made this crazy. Just This is like the biggest, I don't know, this is one of the bigger jumps I've seen in tone. Yeah, it was completely fucking different uh, from the first two. It's um, like, you know how like Christopher Nolan redid Batman? But yeah. as a new yeah. franchise, like a new universe. Yeah. They stayed in the same, same universe. Yeah. Just like, like fuck, it. fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, uh, I think Taika's, like, uh, his uh, direction of this movie definitely had, like, an effect over the entire franchise. It's like... Um, it's like a rebirth almost, and even they fucking shave his head in the movie to yeah, make it, it like a rebirth of fucking Thor, like an entirely new Thor. No, his, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. So well, they like, destroyed. Yeah, they destroyed his hammer. Yeah, they destroyed. He got rid of the fucking hammer, and they shaved his head, so it's like a new uh, Thor. Is that a spoiler? Well, no, it's no, that's in the trailer, trailer. but it's also in the hammer. Yeah, that's in the trailer. It's also in the comics. If you read uh, the unworthy Thor, uh, yeah, it's in the trailer for sure. Yeah. Um, shave his head, and he gets like gets rid of the hammer, and he gets like this huge axe. Trying to think of specific things. Let me let me ask you guys an important question. What's up? Um, which which Thor would you rather bang, short or long hair? Well, easily short hair. Yeah, yeah. short hair Thor was. Yeah, man, much, his uh, his monk. Hear we, that, Jesse? Short hair Thor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I did not know that Tessa Thompson was in this movie. I don't know if she was in the trailer, but I don't remember seeing her. But her, her I really liked her character as well. Um, She's beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful, and I like the them bringing uh, the Valkyries into this movie, or a Valkyrie. Yeah, again, that had like a great scene where it looked like a metal album cover, where they were like fighting yeah, yeah, Hella, yeah. and it was just like, dude, yeah. like I love that shit. It was, it was really so cool. well done. Um, yeah, so she had, she had some really cool uh, comedic scenes too, especially with how much she could fucking drink. That was pretty funny. But um, yeah, this movie made me laugh a lot more than I expected. I thought that it would have like this, like the typical, uh, I don't know, just shitty and like a uh, very widely accessible uh comedy like the rest of the movies but i think this one because of the director perhaps that it was uh no it's definitely yeah it was more (laughs) of of like an i don't know like an independent 
like a comedy feel to it. Um, I think a lot of the writing was more witty than uh than the first ones for sure. Um, and Korg, Korg was the life of the movie. I think. <laughs> God, man, this shit's so. He's such a fucking awkward character and so funny. Um, <laughs> he's got the, the little buddy's got knives for hands. Dude, yeah. the whole time he would show he was, up and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, like he's like jumping around doing flips and shit and like dancing. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> yeah, I um, basically my my criteria for movies like this, if I go in, and it feels like a chore going in, and it turns out it's not. Hey, oh, I didn't tell you good, what happened. Good job. <laughs> I didn't tell you. I actually went to Kips Bay. I went to Kips Bay too, and uh, uh, my I, theater I sold out. Fucked up. Mine like, was stopped playing the movie. Oh yeah, like literally the movie stopped playing. No, Ooh. first we got first. It wasn't at the right aspect ratio, so the screen was like pulled all the way in. So it had subtitles, and the screen was pulled, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And then they, the movie stopped altogether. They're like, "Oh, technical difficulties," and then they had to resize it, take off the subtitles. Brutal. But then they realized they can't take off the subtitles, so we had subtitles for the whole movie. What, dude? Yeah, that, that's brutal. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Keep space trash, huh? That uh, that's unlike something that. similar happened the first time I saw Blade Runner, and uh, yeah, something was fucked up. I, was, there, I almost fought like, someone. Started. <laughs> At that theater? No, it was at Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah. and, and sure. that was the that was the thing is they didn't even fix it correctly. So, so the screen is like yay big, right? So I'm just gonna use my hands, but Touch then, <laughs> but they had to actually shrink it so it wasn't at the proper size. So we didn't get the actual full. Dude, mine was perfect. And then yeah, subtitles, and then also the audio was completely that not off, but. Like those really bombastic moments with like the music and the score, just complete yeah. was very. This my, was luck blaster. Uh, my my theater was perfect, but uh, my experience went like this: I picked a really nice seat by the aisle, like right in the middle. You know, nice view of the screen. Some guy sat next to me, and I saw them. They had to separate, and they're like, "Fuck, man! All right." And I was like, "You know what? He's gonna ask me if I want to switch seats. I'm gonna do it." Sure enough, he leans forward and hesitates. He's like, "Hey, man, I got a big favor to ask you. Would you switch seats with me?" I saw where his friend sat, though. It was it was like on the side with two seats, and I could lean against the wall. So I went for that. But then I saw a roach on the wall. <laughs> so I was like, Fuck. So "Yeah, you fucked yourself." Halfway through the movie, I was like, "Comfortable." The as whole hell. time, I was like leaning against the wall, you see, like angled at the screen. And then, like, I see, like, the, the roach crawling in Getting the light. Getting closer and closer. I was like, fuck. I had to, like, be, sit up straight and be itchy the whole time. But mm. overall, good good uh, visual and audio experience. Just I, like, we haven't heard from Sean yet. I just realized that. Yeah, I want to oh talk about God. one more thing. I actually thought he quit the podcast. I want to talk about one more thing real quick. I um, usually like letting people speak and then going. Because uh, everyone usually interrupts each other, and I can't formulate my thought that way. You jerk. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, Hulk really quick because uh, this is like the most we've seen of Hulk in any of the uh, Marvel uh, extended universe movies and um, it was pretty fucking cool because he they kind of uh, actually gave him a personality in this one and uh, yeah. and made him into a character and not necessarily a uh, I don't know a uh, Do you action th- showpiece yeah. so it was cool to see him as uh, like operate as a character and as a person because that happens a lot in the comics but we've never really seen it in a yeah. movie, and we got to see like who he is mm-hmm. and uh, how he differs from a uh, banner. And that was a uh, cool to see, and he had some pretty funny lines, so that's cool. Yeah, I think I think uh, Hulk was funnier than a uh, uh, what they call it? banner. 
I think he. Uh, I feel like. I feel like maybe he shouldn't have transformed back, to be honest. Oh, yeah? For a little bit, yeah. I mean, I think it made sense for the most part. Yeah, it made uh, sense. There's a really fucking funny... I don't know if you guys thought it was funny, but when he tries to like transform back into the whole... Oh, kid, that kid. shit was... I think that was by far I, the funniest I think that scene was, in the movie. I think that was one of the times that I... I you know what? It was worth it. You know, maybe yeah. it was important for him to turn back because we're not got that scene. I mean, I, <laughs> I want to know... I want to go into everybody who was involved in that movie. I want to know whose idea that was. Yeah. Just fucking I shake that dude's coming, hand. But I'm like... I saw it coming too, but I was like, "Are they bold enough to do it?" Nah, they're not gonna do it. And then he fucking just. And the best thing is, like, he fell so hard, like, on the ground. That was very good. No, that was that was, that was fucking good. Yeah, was that was great. actually well, the whole theater went fucking ballistic when that happened. Yeah, and but normally I don't laugh with them. This time I was I was joining all the mouth breathers oh, for, yeah. for united once, for once in my life. I I knew what it was like. One to be a of mouth us. Breather. Feels good to mingle with them sometimes. Sean, Sean you need let's to hear. Talk. Um, Jesus. I think pretty much going into the film for the filmmakers when they first conceived the idea of the third one is to go in the style of James Gunn, and I think that's really the only way they could have saved this franchise. I mean, they could have gone something a little bit similar to like Logan or something like that, but uh, obviously that's a little too risky for... Um, I don't think it matches Thor's character, though. No, it doesn't match it, but what I'm trying to say is two extremes. But yeah. clearly they couldn't have they, they shouldn't have done what they did in the past two films. And obviously it's it's more or less a ripoff of James Gunn's style and what he established with the Guardians movies. But uh, I think this one is a little bit different uh, because they actually rebuild... Thor, the character from the ground up, like he, like if you see the, if you guys saw the first two, he's not even the same person as he is in this movie. Yeah, he's very serious in the first two. Yeah, and this one, yeah, very pretty much he's he's humanizing this one as well. And uh, a lot of the comedies, it's a more slapsticky than the Guardians movies. Like he, Thor actually trips and falls and stuff like that in this movie, which is you know a little bit different, but it works because it's Chris Hemsworth <laughs> who's doing the acting, which is kind of strange to see somebody so brood and. I think yeah. that's why it works. I just, you know, you just remind me of that scene where he's like, he's trying to break the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he grabs that shit. And he's yeah, there, there, there's a lot of stuff like that in the movie, like where he tries to put his arm up onto like a ledge and he like misses it and he like trips like when he's trying to like prove a point. Yeah. But yeah, that, there's a lot of slapstick humor there. Um, so yeah, I think the humor actually does work, surprisingly. And I think a lot of that has to do with just Taika Waititi style. And there's a lot of scenes in the movie that reminds you of like his style and what we do in the shadows and Eagle vs. Shark, where he kind of like separates everything just to like emphasize one joke, where and it's not so fast paced in your face, kind of like Guardians was. So the hum- the humor was good. Did you think it's funnier than Guardians? It I depends. Like, I feel like I was laughing a little bit more than in this one than Guardians too. Yeah, it, th- it depends. My my argument when we did the episode on that one was that it was just. It was just too, it was like what Sean said. It was like they were rolling them over you one by one. It was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one kind of took more careful steps. Yeah. And I think the best portion of the movie is by far everything on Sakaar. Uh, especially when he's in the chair and he's going through this like roller coaster ride. Oh, yeah. That was so much, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to bring that up and I completely forgot. But yeah. Uh, yeah. If you listen closely, the, uh, the music from. Uh, yeah. Chocolate Factory, yeah. fucking Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah, Willy yeah. Wonka is playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that uh, introduction of Goldblum was amazing. He's probably my favorite character in the movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't even I he's, fucking forget. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Cone? <laughs> Korg? Korg? Yeah, he's good too. Korg and Grandmaster. Yeah. 
he was funny like his initial hey, man. when when he first uh gets in prison and he meets him i thought his voice was like kind of like a like a stereotypical like like mexican dude in la or something like that but then yeah. i realized who it was at first yeah. i was trying to, is that charlotte copley and then i was like yeah. wait no that's not south african I thought I thought it was the other guy. I didn't know it was Taika Waititi. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Flight of the Concord. Flight yeah, of the Concord, the, same man. Yeah, counselor. Yeah, yeah, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, too. I was like, they they have the same, same exact voice. I think it's the temperament, the way they speak, yeah. or like. Doesn't that Taika Waititi look like Robert Downey Jr.? Who? Well, but like dren- sun drenched. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that. I don't think so at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it looks nothing but like him. Even even though that they overexposed the shit of the arena fight scene and trailers and marketing. It was still amazing. I thought that scene was great. Like all the Technicolor look and the eighties pop that they had going on. Yeah. Was great. Kinda reminds me of like um stuff from the eighties like Flash Gordon. Yeah. I think that's the inspiration. Flash Gordon? Yeah. Oh. I think it's a because how uh, I remember when I was a kid I watched Flash Gordon uh back, like my mom was like, Oh, I remember watching this and I watched it. And it has like these lot of like similar like escape because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I remember I don't know what film it was, but he was escaping somewhere, and I remember it was like this huge chase scene, and I don't know, it was like a lot of. And they're similar, playing like, the music. The music was really good in this movie as well, especially any th- everything that was on Sakar. Yeah. Um, I think they also re- uh, re-edited it and modified that song that they used in the beginning in the climax. Yeah. That Nordic song, I don't even know what it's called. Who's that, by the way? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah. 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 It's like a Nordic theme. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That was in the trailer too. I was surprised they actually used it in the movie. Dude, that that subtitle shit like really fucked me up, man. That, really? Like the asp- yeah, because in the opening scene, the audio was like I said dim, and then they had the fucking huge subtitles blocking half of it. It was just like it kind of ruined. It Bay? Yeah, dude, it was it was like really fucked me up. It's weird. Usually they're perfect. Why did they have subtitles? Just- I don't know. They were saying, "Oh, we're trying to fix it," and then they didn't fix it. <laughs> and we was got- it big? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like you can see it. Like it was. Man, dude, it's like you're watching it in like a foreign country. Yeah, it was like but they're weird. playing it in English, but they have to have the subtitles. I'm sure uh, the mouth breeders didn't care. I feel like yeah. they're not picky. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's gonna <laughs> knock off at least like two stars. Yeah, but Ooh. I think um, final thoughts is that uh, they actually succeed in making Thor not so interchangeable as they did in the past. Like when whenever they would do like a standalone Avengers movie so with the characters, they all seem more or less the same archetype of each other. But in this one, he's he's someone different. Like he's like I say, he's humanized, and he's somebody yeah. who can be like kind of closely related to um uh, the last one, Doctor Strange. Yeah, similar to that tone. Yeah, I think this is uh yeah. I'd, I would say I had a really great time, and I, when I first saw the trailer, I was just like, I want to watch this, and then I realized the, mar- it was the marketing machine behind this is great. Like yeah, the colors mm-hmm. and the the big production best. design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, when trailer, I was like, I want to watch this. Found out who directed. I'm like, I definitely need to watch this. Mm-hmm. and uh i wasn't disappointed uh like i said my i think the only complaint i have was like they have to clean up the mess that they made from the first two and it was just kind of like tidying up but now we're set in a direction where we're gonna get this like weird i think high fantasy and like high science fiction film like it's gonna i think it's gonna get just even a little bit more fun i'm with it yeah, yeah and I, I like the direction they're going i liked it i liked I'm it a lot it. i don't really have any other things to mention you guys pretty much cover everything uh best Best superhero film we've seen this year so far? What? I mean, there's you know, quite Logan a few. This year, Logan, right? Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Logan's still my... I Guardians. still like Logan the best, but... Uh, uh, I'm going to do a list. 2017 yeah, Mouth Breather films ranked. Oh, you could just put superhero films, but all right. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> Instantly translated what you said. I was like, okay. 
feel uh, like I'm very any other um douchey to say that. I feel like there's flaws. Other, we didn't really talk too much about it. I think we just. Yeah. I think it's a perfect popcorn it has movie. Flaws, but hey. Yeah. Um. I think Sakar, like that whole like that. I would say the second act really just like. Just it get you get so wrapped up. I would say I don't have a care. Lot of you don't care. I don't care a lot when you're with Hella by like with, when she's alone, like I, not with Thor. She, she was the weakest. I would say she was one K, of the weakest. That's Kate Blanchett's character. Um, she, yeah, like when you're just with her towards the beginning. I mean, I was yeah. like, when are we going back to the colorful Sakar? You know? Yeah, like I'm ready to go back. I think I have the same thoughts with you, Steve, about the climax. So it's, they kind of they take you out of the movie with everything with the comedy. And the self awareness, but then they kind of like jump into classic Marvel syndrome with high concept uh, climax, and it kind of resolves in the way that you would expect it to. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I feel like I think I don't want to. Yeah, it's I guess hard talking about without spoiling it, <laughs> Harvey. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like I, I kind of just wish. A part of me, I mean, I know why they did it, but a part of me just kind of wish the whole movie just took place in Sakaar, and I kind of wish it just didn't deal with the stuff from the past, because it was just so awkwardly handled, and it was a little bit messy, and it kind of took me out of it a bit. Yeah, that's uh, what I was getting at earlier, about when they uh, shaved his head, <laughs> like, the older stuff, like, the things from the previous two movies, and it's very uh, bland and, uh, like, uncolorful, they take place on Asgard, and then the exciting shit, like... uh that represents like Taika's uh, Thor is happening on Sakaar. And um, yeah, we see something happen with that later. And I think that's pretty indicative of like the, I don't know, like the filmmaking process that they were going through when they were trying to like revamp Thor. Um, I don't know if that fucking makes sense. I think, I think it was a, I think it was a compromise on everyone's part in terms of like, he's like, he has his vision. They're like, we're going to let you do what you're going to do. But you have to have this as well, like this yeah. through line. You have to have it. Yeah, but I think his vision wins out in the end. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah. Um, and then also, I feel like we should also describe. I feel this this story is actually based off of Planet Hulk. I don't know if anyone knows, but yeah. I've never read Planet Hulk. I heard like oh, amazing I think things. There, isn't that on Netflix? Planet Hulk, yeah, like an anime form. Yeah. yeah. So like the actual story is based off a Hulk comic, and they're like, yeah, fuck it, just throw Thor in there. Let's see what happens. Because they don't, they're afraid to give Hulk a movie. I mean, yeah, look at the last two movies they made. Yeah, I mean, they, they're Poor Hulk. They, they're slowly creeping up into making a new one with this style. Of I mean, Hulk. It, it'd just be very difficult to make a movie with Hulk in it that for that much. Like he, he's, I don't know, he's uh not really capable of a conversation or anything. So I mean, what the fuck? Is you're just gonna, gonna have Bruce. Shit yeah, for, you're just gonna have Bruce Banner just like sitting around as a castaway. Fucking. All right. Let's this bitch. Um, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Wait, for real? Yeah, why? I th- I love it. I want to go see it again. I want to see it again as well. Yeah. I really liked it. I might see it again this week. Yeah, it's a four out of five for me. Steve, I'm gonna give it the coveted six. I'm just joking. I'm gonna give it a fucking <laughs> six. Damn, Harvey, calm down. I would never give yeah, it a six. <laughs> he spits on you. <laughs> what? You gave Blade Runner a five? Four and a half out of five. No, I'm giving it a five out of five. Uh, Not five out of five, four out of five, sorry. Damn, this one. (laughs) I only had two sips. Hmm. Uh, That's crazy. No, I I think this is like a step in the right direction. As we heard us speaking, we don't have much negative things to say about other than like the old 
Yeah. We see the old and it's just... We and see you like also, if you want to go really far back, you look at Avengers stories, you look at like the older Hulk movies and even some of the Spider-Man movies, they're not the same. Like You can't go back to that style of comic book movies anymore. No. Like it, it'll never work again. No, You yeah. can't have such a serious undertone. Like yeah, you need you a movie keep, to represent... You can't pump out like all these different fucking characters yeah. in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. I think this movie comes close to what... Yeah. Like watching it comes close to what actually reading a comic yeah, book. Yeah, because like. I feel like this captures what a comic book is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes comic books are fucking stupid, and they have a yeah. whole bunch of all this other. Like it's it's, it's ridiculous. With bright colors and everything. Yeah, it like works. it's just sometimes yeah. comic books are just out there. Yeah, it works. Well, fuck. I mean, I don't know. I in my heart, it's like a three and a half. Then give then it give a three it, out of yeah, half. You should always rate with your heart. Yeah, but, not your I mean, dick. I, <laughs> not with your dick. I, I'm. At, I was actually blown away. Sean gave it four and a half. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's a step in the right direction. It I'm comes, excited. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It comes close to a perfect comic book style, a traditional comic book movie for me. I agree. Yeah. I really like this movie. You should rate it with your, with your mouth, like a mouth breather. You know? <laughs> five out of five. It's the best movie uh, ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hmm. Maybe it's like all the jokes that don't land, that, and then everyone around me laughs. It makes me cringe. Maybe that's why I feel like that. But I think I had more fun with it than not. That's the thing. And yeah. I think it just does a lot right than yeah. it does wrong. I mean, it's yeah. three and a half for me. I mean, it's almost a four. 3.75. Yeah, that's a solid score. 3.75. Woo. Round down to 3.5. Not up. How, how great was that play sequence with, oh, uh, what's his name? I'm not going to give away his name. <laughs> oh, the cameo. The cameo. What sequence? The the play when Loki and oh, Thor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty great. <laughs> I love that. Scene. I was actually surprised at how many people like laughed. In my that was theater. great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, too. but I feel like I, there's a ton of kids in my. Theater. I was waiting the the whole movie. I'm not. I don't think it's a spoiler, but nobody really cares. But I was waiting for uh, Jeremy Clement to show up in the movie. Was yeah, anybody th- waiting? Yeah, I thought it would happen. Yeah, part of me was hoping. Um, even if it was just like an alien character, he was just voicing. Yeah, I wanted him to be in the movie. That play scene was great though, and then Thor shows up and Loki's, Loki's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> he was like, he's talking to Carl Urban he's like, "You had one job." <laughs> good movie, good movie. Yeah, see, all right, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, so see you wanna, now. You want to decide what we're gonna pick? Yeah, yeah you decide. Next What's next week? You have a list? I don't have a list. No, You're not prepping? No, I didn't anticipate uh, hosting this episode. It's, yeah, you sure I think. I think the big release next week is um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, which is directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. I saw a, a friend of ours, Joe, he had a funny status about it. Or as I like to call it, Clues on a Train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. So, I mean, I, I have a list here, Sean. Uh, I do as well. Oh, okay. oh, I know what I want to watch. Three uh, billboards. Uh, three billboards. That looks horrible. Three billboards? Yeah. You don't like it? Dude, I saw Dude, that trailer a few it's times. Got, it's like, there's it, apparently it's sweep that uh, Tiff. I know. You don't think it looks good? I don't know, man. It look, the it looks so uneven. Like the I trailer, what you're at least. saying, but I'm like intrigued by how everyone likes it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'll know. Wa- I've seen I'm some gonna bad wa- trailers. I'm gonna watch it. You guys wanna? All right, so here's what we got. We got, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, Daddy's Home Two. Um, they made a really, you got, yo, you got excited saying "Daddy's Home." <laughs> like, I like say "Daddy's Home." Why would they make another one of those? Uh, yeah, I saw the first one, not good at all. "Daddy's Home" two, we got uh, three boards over or outside. Evan, Missouri, Thelma. Um, that's pretty much it. That's real. That's it. This is a, a short week. I mean, fuck. 
I don't want to see Murder on the Orient uh, Express. I'll disclose something. I've seen Thelma already. Great film. It's finally having a wide Oh, uh, let's watch Daddy's Home too. I'm not watching that. Daddy's Home. Wait, you saw Thelma? Yeah. With Louise? It's a foreign movie. It came out a while ago, but now they're, it's a wide release. But uh, it's really good. I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to vote three billboards. Hopefully it's actually showing. It oh. says limited, but... Hey, we're in New York. I'm down for that. I really I'm like Francis McDormand. Murder on the Orient Express. I'll say three billboards. I can't do clues on a train. That looks really good. Really? I think so, yeah. I like it the first looks, one a lot. It looks like... So, like... Johnny Depp's character looks really good. I don't know. Yeah. I know like the I know, way it's presented. It yeah. just looks very yeah. Three b- billboards as uh, Sam Rockwell. So yeah, three billboards yeah. also is. I mean, the director. Come on, Seven Psychopaths. Fucking in Bruges. It's great. I think I'm going Sam Rockwell, out. Peter Dinklage, Francis McDormand. Every time I see the trailer for Murder on the Orient Express, I get kind of. Yeah. You know, you know what what's gonna happen. It's gonna be bad. I don't know if it's gonna be bad, but you just you know. I think it's gonna. Be, I I say I'm gonna say right now it's gonna be below sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Below, I will bet the day it comes out it's gonna be under sixty. If not, I'll uh, consensus. Just wait, just wait, real quick. Consensus is gonna be no, not the day it comes out, but it's at sixty five right now. When the dust when the dust settles, <laughs> it's at sixty five right when now. So it's probably gonna <laughs> it'll be below sixty percent. It'll definitely be under that. If I lose, I'll watch American Honey again. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're going to do that anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, all right. right. I'll watch this awful looking movie. I think you'd be surprised. I'm surprised you think that looks awful. So we're decided on three billboards? Uh, it's majority. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. It's going to be a long um, podcast title. Three billboards outside Edmond, Missouri. Okay. Um, Why couldn't they just call it three billboards? I think you guys would really like Thelma. Just saying. Yeah, it's just we're not, not gonna watch the film because you already watched yeah. it. No, I mean I'd go see it, it again in theaters. Sure, I don't think the main review should be it, though. Yeah. No. Um. Okay. You guys want to step into our topic? Yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's step step into the topic room. Let's let's go out of this world with our oh, our topic. Uh, that was pretty bad. Don't 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 <sighs> ever do that. <laughs> I mean, I try and I fail every time. I don't get it. Harvey, I think you'd like it. Though. You should check it out, anyways. It's a horror movie. You, you work for this movie? Dude, okay. it's, it, I put it in my top five of the year. Wow. It's good. All right. So, we have a topic. Yeah, you should explain it since uh, I believe you came up with it. Sure, sure. So, our topic this week is going to be our favorite or notable uh, foreign planets in film. Anywhere but Earth. I, I decided God we probably we shouldn't do any like like alternate Earths. I think we should just stick to like plant other planets that like Earth exists with, you know? Get what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. Neptune. That's my favorite. There you go. No, I mean like, um, you know. I think my choice is going to be a little controversial and I don't feel like people won't agree with it, but I think it's, it's pretty, the best example or for yeah. me at least like. I like think idyllic. your choice could possibly not be controversial and maybe be mine. Oh, this is interesting. I, don't, I actually don't have a ton of knowledge on this. If I spent more time researching it, but I, I'm just going by like what I remember. I know Harvey has a vast yeah, Harvey's gonna vault be the, of some nerdy ass shit that he can pull out his ass. He can count. I know it, he's gonna pick some like random ass show too that had a spinoff movie like Farscape, Peacekeeper Wars. And he'll pick <laughs> one of those planets. Yeah. Uh, I was so, I was so thinking about Star uh, Hunter though. Star Hunter three thousand. So let me ask you guys this criteria for this. My criteria was I'd want to be there, not necessarily it was well made. Oh, I didn't know that. 
it doesn't have to be, but that's my criteria. It's somewhere that I like would would think. Yeah. Because like there is a lot of cool dystopian worlds out there, but I don't want to fucking live on that world. That's how, that's that's the way I was thinking as well. Like it's like I want to like it's like the perfect. I don't know not perfect, but it just looks so visually interesting, and like I would I would love to kind of like visit or see it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Steve, why don't you go first? Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of fucking shit. No, you're not. Uh, so we see this world in, or see this particular place in Star Wars. Which one? But not the ones you're expecting. It's in the prequels, and it's the capital city or where the Republic is held, Coruscant. I think it's the best example of like this alien planet, and we see a lot of it through the prequels, and it's like this basically this beautiful metallic sky like it's just basically the whole world is city everything is connected everything's lighting up and i think it's like when i think of like oh if i want to see an alien world i think that'll be a great place to start because you see so much life uh yeah so honestly most of my choices would be somewhere from star wars if it's not so, like so like seeing the you, desert planet of tatooine or like like you want to be on this planet yeah fuck yeah you ever see don't you remember the the prequels i do i mean i know some people try to like purge them out of their mind but you know, I, I would say like it's the best example for me, at least, of like an alien world that I would actually would like to visit or see and like live. You know, all this like super high tech, like you know, it's not like all right. Let's say you go to Tatooine; it's just a desert planet, right? Yeah, it's like fucking basically it's a shithole. Yeah, it's like you know, why would I want to live there? It's hot. I hate the I hate the heat. Yeah, I like, mean, it's it's just like going to Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I get what you're saying. No, I mean, no, I think I think so Corazon's like, like the best example of like a future, not even futuristic, but just alien world that's like very advanced. Yeah. And honestly, you can really pick a lot of different s- cities, but in the Star Wars universe, but I, I feel like that's the one that always sticks out of my mind. That and Naboo, like no matter how much we hate the prequels, I think I think George Lucas, was, you know, he he was able to do something a little bit in terms of like visual, like city, like seeing yeah, yeah. this actual fulfilled Technology. world yeah and it was it was very beautiful it was like like very like it looked like a old civilization but yet still very you know advanced yeah. in terms of technology all right no that's that's mine I, I know mine's a little controversial i shouldn't pick anything for prequels i don't i don't think that's controversial i i think you could pick from bad movies if you like the planet like you know all yeah. right well here's my pick check this out i got i got one i got two runner yeah. up well, different, but uh, Pandora, man. Oh man, it's fucking gorgeous. That is true. It's Pandora, if you don't know, what I'm talking about it's the fucking Avatar. It's Avatar. Pandora plant. looks like what um, prehistoric era looked like, like with uh, dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah but it's also different. There's like waterfalls that float in the air and shit. Yeah, everything like that has like this, like even like the like the rocks and cliffs have their own like gravitational like yeah, just, like sitting up. I mean, and there are scenes in that movie that like you feel so at at ease and it's so peaceful. It's like a beautiful nature, like being in the Amazon. Or yeah, something. yeah, and it's just like the most like. It's like going somewhere like like we were talking about Iceland earlier. Iceland's like so foreign. It's if like you really planet. want to get away, buy a ticket to Pandora. Um, however, there is turmoil, but I'm I'm talking pre turmoil. You know, hey hey, we got Avatar two, three, four, and five coming out. There's yeah. gonna be a lot more turmoil. I have a I have a runner up. Yeah. Um, it's in the same vein of of yours. Curacao is it called? Yeah. Um, 
it's like Avatar is cool and all, but like eventually, like I don't want to be one with nature. You know, maybe I want to live in a <laughs> in a fucking city. I want to live in a utopian place, like planet that's like a city and and everything's like perfectly functioning. You know, every, everybody's walking around, living happy lives. And there's one planet. This is like a, we already talked about this movie, but in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, they go to this planet called Xander. Oh yeah. And it looks so pretty. Clean it's like, and it's fucking like those, pristine. It's like those models of the future. Like, this is what our sustainable energy future could look like. Everyone's like... And it's just uh, everybody's walking around this courtyard. Everything's clean and, until, you know... Shit you hits know, the Rocket fan. the raccoon comes and fucks shit up. But uh, otherwise, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I could sit in that square and people watch and, like, see... It's like... It's like still reminiscent to, like, yeah. home. Yeah, it's like... It's like another planet, but like maybe there's something about that planet that has more technology to make it more. I don't know. To be honest with you, that could just be Earth. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> thinking about Earth. It's probably Earth. No, it's not Earth, but like there's nothing special about it. It's like natural. It's it's all man-made shit that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is mine. But like, yeah, yeah. But like there are other planets, you know. So sure. every time I think of like a science fiction like other planet, though, I always have this tendency of thinking like. I was like I was like pitch black that planet. <laughs> like when you thought when he when he first suggested, I'm thinking like that would suck. I would never want to be there. That planet fucking's terrible. It's night what ninety percent of the time, and then there's creatures that want to eat you. Nah, I'm okay. Sure, I'm good. What about you, Harvey, Mister Planet Expert, Planetarian? I'm not a planet planetarian. Expert. Um, is that, is that a word? I guess. Uh, uh, I didn't know that this had to be. Uh, places that we'd like to live in it doesn't i didn't say it had to be oh okay um i got a couple of picks i guess my first one is risa which is a uh a planet from uh star trek it's which ref- one well it's referenced in a few movies and it's also referenced in uh probably three of the series i think it's referenced in uh star star trek enterprise uh ds9 and probably uh next generation yeah um and probably voyagers too but uh it's like a planet where the the weather is uh the weather is controlled by a weather network so it's the weather is entirely a uh, human engineered so it's perfect all year all year long yeah and it's just full of beaches uh and uh beautiful landscapes and shit like that, that looks nice. uh, yeah so so I mean, this looks like a place I'd want to be. So yeah. I feel like your pick still goes with my criteria. Well, yeah, I came up with that pick after you said the criteria. That's why. Oh, um, yeah. My original pick was going to be, uh, I believe it's called Finland Five or some shit, or Finland Five from uh, Enemy Mine. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Enemy Mine. Yep, a long time ago. Yeah, that movie terrified the shit out of me when I was a kid, but I still loved it for some reason. Probably wait. Aren't they like tra- Yeah, that's the one where they're stuck on a on a planet, right? Yeah, they're stuck on a planet. It's um, yeah, it's Dennis. <laughs> it's uh, Dennis Quaid plays a human, and uh, I believe it was Lou Gossett Jr. He played a he played like a humanoid alien. I believe they're called like Drax or something like that. And uh, they were engaged in like a spaceship battle, and they both were marooned on this uh, uninhabited planet. Planet. Well, uninhabited by uh, like an intelligent species or or whatever, because there were still like very hostile aliens on that planet, 
and uh they basically both had to uh come together to survive for like i believe like five years or so on this planet um it's gonna spoil because it's old as fuck but yeah uh drax character ends up dying uh and he uh had a son because they uh reproduce asexually and um yeah and so dennis quaid eventually like uh raises drax the drax son um yeah but it's a really cool planet and like most of the movie takes place on this planet it's almost like castaway in a, in a sense that uh like 75 percent of this movie takes place on a planet and it is until like the middle of the third act we actually get off this planet uh and then we go back because uh dennis quaid has to rescue um Lou, Lou Gossett Jr.'s son. Asexual son. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, egg. the world was really cool that they created. It was like really hostile. And there was like these, uh, periodic, uh, like meteor strikes and shit that just hit the planet. And it was just really harsh and really difficult for them to, uh, survive. So they had to, like really work together and like find shelter and shit like I that. Need to, I need to rewatch this because yeah. I haven't watched it since I was in grade school. It like bombed when it came out, but I still think it's a really good movie. Um, yeah, and there were like these, uh, like the alien life on the planet was just like constantly tried to eat them and shit. I remember there was like this creature that was kind of like a sarlacc, and it, uh, yeah, tried to like, uh, it was like a pit monster and it tried to like, uh, get Dennis Quaid. It was, uh, yeah, I just remember that place scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid, so it's always stuck with me. Um, oh my god, this thing is ugly. Uh, well, how about you, Sean? I think I went in the direction of, um, who picked Utopia? You, Shamo? Yeah, Utopia. Yeah, so I want to be safe. So my first pick is where I would want to be safe and know I'm going to thrive. My second, my runner-up is somewhere where I'll probably die on landing. <laughs> uh, so my runner-up is the planet from Pitch Black. Um, I don't think I could survive an hour there. Yeah, it's funny. You, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's the first planet. Like, yeah. dude, I wouldn't survive an hour. You just faint. I'll yeah. fucking get eaten. Um, snake would probably kill me or something i was also thinking about the planet in starship troopers with the oh, fucking yeah. bugs oh yeah the brain that you wouldn't live, live at all there yeah, you don't, yeah <laughs> well exactly. i mean what's cool about that it's like desert right yeah it's just arid like, yeah fucking bugs come out of the ground and eat people my first pick is uh the makeshift world in outer space in elysium because ah, uh this is gonna be my like third runner-up it seems like they have it. It is a, like a 1984 utopia. There, they have uh, they cure diseases. You can live as long as you want, and it's all to the sacrifice of the people on Earth. Yeah, so, I like that movie. Look, I, I remember pictures right now. Yeah, I remember that. I always, for some reason, I always thought of that movie as like a perfect example of like Matt a Greek, Damon. but yeah, a Greek tragedy. I'd live there. Story. Mm-hmm. I, I'd live there because uh, obviously I couldn't afford it. I'm not one of those wealthy, privileged people in the movie. I mean, so you probably it's be socially a, uh, like. It's it's hard on your conscience to live there. I mean, like, yeah. unless you don't have one. If I could afford it, I'd shoot myself up there. Well, listen, I don't think it's... I mean, if you're born up there, I don't think you even know what's going on down there anyway, so no. you're all good. <laughs> the president's a woman, you know, so that's yeah. good. great up there. The only, the only reason this pick is kind of a tough one because it's not a planet. But yeah, it's like something made. Yeah. It's almost like a space station. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I don't think I could survive in the pitch black planet. Sounds pretty scary, too. But you like the, you, you like it. Like, I like think it's intriguing. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I any film that actually even takes place on Mars, I like like uh, Mission to Mars, Red Planet, be interesting as well to learn and die and die. <laughs> Speaking of like Elysium, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like that new movie Downsizing coming out. I gotta oh, yeah. say, I really like the concept. I'm excited for it. 
Apparently, it was the worst pain film at uh, TIFF. Really? That's what yeah. I heard. God, it just looks Alexander so... Alexander Payne made that movie, too, which is yeah, crazy. He's I never know. done a high-concept movie. I like the... Uh, I like it. I'm going to give it a shot. I'll watch it, of course, but it doesn't mm-hmm. look good. I mean, I don't know that it... like the. It's not that the movie looks good itself. It's just like... I'm so intrigued by yeah. that idea. The trailer has the trailer's pretty bad, I think. Like it has obvious humor. The he the first instance of him downsizing, he checks his penis and he's like, Oh, it's still the same. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, how many I times have we fucking done this? Yeah, that? I didn't like that at all. I was like, that was pretty stupid. And then the ending on the vodka bottle, he's like <laughs> he's looking at the vodka bottle. It's just like, Oh, cool. It but seems I'll, like I'll it seems it. like it has some depth though. Let's see what happens. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't have any other picks. Those are my two picks. No, gotcha. So what do we else? Are we doing the game? I guess if you guys want, we to. have no choice. I mean, it's Harvey's. Oh, it's Harvey's show today, so I mean, it's, up uh, to it's Harvey if you want. If you want to do the game or not, that don't mean yeah. shit. We can uh, we can do the game. I suppose I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> Overrule. I for some reason I didn't think about uh, Genesis from a uh, search for Spock, and that was a really cool planet too. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, they had a, it had like really cool and like uh, advanced plant life, and uh, like this fucking really weird like a uh, worm species. Um, it was eventually destroyed. Uh, but <laughs> it's a it was a cool planet. What about that one planet in uh, uh, Twilight Zone, where the women ruled the planet? Oh, that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah. There's a. I, w- I would for sure get a woman w- there. Just like, would it be cool, or would they just kill you because they don't know what the fuck you are? <laughs> I mean, they kn- they that they had men, but the men were. Uh, it was like a matriarchal like, yeah. society, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a similar episode of uh, Star Trek uh, Next Generation where, like, uh, women uh, throughout evolution had uh, become, like, the dominant uh, sex. And that was a pretty cool planet, What was it too. called? Earth? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was also an episode of uh, fucking Futurama like that, too. That was, like, probably... Amazon, one of, the Amazons? Yeah, the that was, like, one of the first episodes. And uh, Rick, Rick and Morty as well. Yeah. That was, like, one of the first episodes of Futurama. That's a great episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we can uh, start with Shomo's, the rolling uh, of the dice. Go, since he lost, he's getting excited. He wants to lose again. He, he's standing up. The way this game. game works is uh, the Shomo person loses. with the we roll a uh, twelve sided dice. The person with the highest number gets to assign the movie. It could either be a great movie or a really horrible movie to the person that rolls the lowest number. And Shomo is about to roll the dice because he lost last week and he just fucked up. Well, that was a one. And that should count. What was that? That was a one. Oh, oh shit, a 10. Son Wait. of a bitch. Wait, didn't you get a 10 last week? Uh, I lost. So there's no way. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to fucking lose. God damn it. I got 11. 11. Oh, wow. okay. Harvey won. Steve, Steve gets a 12. All right, I'm going to roll. Here we go. Tom gets a 10. I get a 12. Ah. Oh, oh shit! Eleven. Oh, That's eleven. Crazy. Roll off. Roll off. roll off. If Steve gets a twelve right now, your eleven's been shit. That'd be really weird if you did get a twelve and eight. Oh, I lost. Steve lost. All right. So um, that means a roll off between. Harvey, you go uh, first. Yeah, I'll go first. I got a one. <laughs> I what? Should I roll? Yeah, you should roll. <laughs> yeah, you should roll. I want to see a triple roll off or double roll off. I mean, was that a roll? I mean, it, it rolled, rolled in his yeah, hand. It rolled. I just always lose to Sean. All right, oh, looks like dude. Sean I, has. I, I always I, lose. I have a list. I had. God damn it! All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have Sean assign Steve a film. I already had so, the movie too. I, I'm I'm juggling two movies, Steve. I know you haven't seen these this, these two movies. I'm juggling either Wiener Dog, or uh, I saw Wiener Dog. You saw Wiener Dog? No, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, or I got the Whalen. It's a Korean horror movie. 
Or I have after the wedding. Hmm, what should I give you? Yeah. So I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this you easier. You want foreign? Foreign uh, horror. I'm gonna make this easy. I've already seen after the wedding. Oh, you have? Yeah, it's really okay, great. Cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the whaling. Okay. Yeah, it's on Netflix. South gotcha. Korean or North Korean film? <laughs> <laughs> Let me double check. Shut. Are you sure? No. Uh, the you, whaling is this is this a punishment? No. Oh, okay. The movie's amazing. Koreans don't make bad films, it seems. Okay. Like, you notice that? I mean, I don't want to make that huge. Just you know. I mean, the ones that make it here, I guess, are the only good ones. I don't know. Again, I really don't want to make that huge. I haven't movie. seen one bad Korean film. Then I gotta watch a lot. I have. <laughs> don't believe it. I have, I've seen a. I've seen a. That all, was a North Korean film. No, I see a Korean. I saw a, a South Korean movie where um like they show a sex scene. It's an actual movie, and they show the guy jizzing on the girl, like the jizz spurting. I thought you said it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. The whole movie's bad. But I'm was the stuff that you watched? Was it porn? No, it wasn't porn. It was an okay. actual movie. Which is weird because South Korea is not known for porn. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I kind of want to watch. What's this movie called? <laughs> Can't you just watch porn. Kind of reminds me of a uh, Sex and Lucia. Yeah, you know, jizz, sometimes yeah. you want to watch. Something. I heard that uh, Gaspar Noah's Love can be seen in 3D, and there's a 3D cum shot. Yeah, there is. That's gross. That was like uh, his big selling point. It was like, kind of like a gimmick. Jesus Christ. Uh, I really Jasper. didn't like that movie, though. Um, no. I didn't like that movie either. Uh, it's not a good movie. It was, dude, no content in that did film. Did anybody get boners? I didn't watch was, it. Yeah, that character was like the shittiest character ever, too. Like, he was we saw the him. worst. Yeah. Uh, McCarran Park. Oh, girl. yeah, we did. Yeah, he was with uh, Zoe Kravitz. But, Steve, this movie was a big hit last year. It currently holds a 99%. Don't so, tell dude, me that. So Thor. Huh? You're going to see it anyways. Um, I guess that'll do it for us. Uh, on, uh, <laughs> right? We're yeah. Done? Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. Okay. So that's us for uh, Do The Right Film. You, you can uh, find us on uh, social media, Do The Right Film, on uh, most platforms. I believe our handle is Do The Right Film underscore podcast on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we also have a website, do the right film.com. Uh, you can visit there and, um, watch archived episodes and stuff like that. Uh, and you can also leave us a message or something like that. Sort of some sort of criticism, perhaps. Uh, maybe you don't like, uh, the way Thomas Shomo talks about, uh, mouth breathers or the, or the general, uh, music, movie viewing public. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that. Yeah. He needs, <laughs> he needs to cut that shout because it's disrespectful to people. Um, you can also leave us topic suggestions. Yeah, but uh, most importantly, though, uh, leave us a review on uh, iTunes or whatever yeah. your podcast or SoundCloud uh, or whatever. Yeah, check out our mixtape. Yeah, please do that. That would help us greatly, even if it's a bad thing about Thomas Shomo, which I c- couldn't imagine being the case. <laughs> the people uh, versus Thomas Shomo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, that's what I need. I think that'll do it for us. I think so. All right, guys. Bye bye. Bye. We need catch her.